Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boys and girls, it's the Pod of Two Halves End of Season Awards Show. A club-by-club review and all of the awards as well. Tell your friends, tell your family, and strap in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football-related. Today is episode 120, and boys and girls, it's the Pod of Two Halves end-of-season review show. And I am, of course, going to lose complete control of the proceedings and timings as I welcome in the knowledgeable motor of football, that is Mr. Tom Woods and Mr. Michael Carden-Edwards. Woods, I went to you first last week, so I'm going to go to Mikey first. He's scratching his back at the moment, but I'm hoping he's all good. Mikey, how's it going? It's very good, thank you. I'm using a back scratcher that you bought me for Christmas uh, the other year. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, all is good in the world of Michael, mate. All is good in the world of Michael. I cannot complain. I got out of the house last night for the first time in, like, five weeks, and I played some sporty, some sport, yeah? Some paddle. Well, what, 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 why were you not being at the house? Because I've got a dog. You're not allowed to go out? I mean, not, no, I, I know you uh, can't go with a dog, but you can go out, surely. I can go out, yeah, and I do go out to, like, you know, I go to the shops and stuff. Okay. Yeah, but, like, in terms of going out and doing some exercise, doing something that isn't, you know, Well, I, I, I live with you, world. and I know what a hermit you can be. You like, you do become very restricted in, in, in the home environment, and, you know, I just wondered if you literally had not been out at all. No, no, I have been out to go to the shops. <laughs> no, I, I'll be the first to admit, I, had, I, I quite enjoyed lockdown, I'll be honest with you. It was, a, you know, it was a relief, if anything. Don't have to go outside again. Brilliant. <laughs> you know? uh, mate, I was all for it, mate. We, we played a lot of computer games. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I, was, I had a great time. Um, yeah, but no, everything is good, my end, bro. Everything is good. We've got a uh, Europa League final to look forward to tomorrow against those yellow submarines, and we'll see how that goes. Are you excited? Um, look... At the end of the day, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, fi- it's a cup final. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where Man United. One? What's that? Is it a winnable one? 
Sorry for interrupting, but... How, how do you mean? Well, you know, you're, you're knowledgeable about Villarreal, living out in Spain now, you know. Yes, it is winnable. Of course it's winnable. And you are Manchester United, so yeah, I guess it's quite an obvious question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your Is it winnable? Like, it's not like I'm not like we're Everton, yeah, getting knocked out by Villarreal, yeah? <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's, that's a sore so subject, bad. mate. Ooh. What is that? That's I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bringing back memories of that ball. No Maguire, though, right? Yeah, I mean Maguire's gone on the plane, right? He's on the uh, he's, 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 he's travelled with the squad, but I can't think he's going to play. Surely, uh, for by by all accounts, it's to because um, obviously Uno Emery is very much a, a details coach. He mm. likes to know as much about the opposition as possible. So by all accounts, Maguire is a decoy, and he's there just to basically. I mean, look at the end of the day, when we line up with Lindelof and Bailey there or Tuanzebe, Emery's going to be like brilliant, <laughs> yeah, excellent field day. It's certainly an advantage to Villarreal, you know, the, yeah. the, as United have shown without Maguire. People obviously scoff at Maguire because of the price tag, but ultimately he has been worth the price tag to Manchester United because when he's not there, there does seem to be like a chasm uh, at the centre of that defence. Is there, is there anyone for Villarreal that can bully like Lindelof? Uh, I don't even know who's up front for them. Hang on, I'm going to look. Well, I'll ask Woods how he's doing, and I'll, I'll look at Villarreal. Yeah, they've got a guy called Moreno or something like that. He's in the Spanish squad. But Woods, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, Sunday was stressful, wasn't it? Um, I'm good. No, not, not for I'm me, good. it wasn't. You know, no. was I mean, a... well, for you, for you. I mean, ultimately, when when I saw the City team sheet, and it was like, oh, there's no chill from Pep Guardiola today. He's going for the jugular. Um, and I, I did say that like, he's going to give Everton a pasting, and that's literally what happened. But I guess for Everton, and it was like... was going to score as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was always going to get his send-off, wasn't he? Um, but, yeah, Chelsea uh, managed to bottle top four, but Leicester just managed to bottle it harder. Um, it was it was a bizarre situation because Chelsea actually played pretty well in the first half. It was just classic Chelsea, though, with... Um, not having any cutting edge when you need to have it in the, in, in front of goal. Uh, and then a scrappy goal out of nothing happens on half-time, completely changes it. And then a penalty and it's 2-0 and it's like, right, well, we're not winning this football match, so turning over to watch the other game pretty much. And, um, and yeah, it was bizarre. The, the irony. The irony of, the of irony. having to sit there uh, with my father-in-law, who's also a Chelsea fan, sitting on the sofa hoping that Harry Kane can do his business to bail us out of the situation. And the fact that they actually fucking did as well. Uh, I, I can imagine that being a Spurs fan watching that and knowing what was going on at Villa Park, it must have been just more punishment in what has been a season of punishment. It must have been just gruelling to watch. They were in a no-win situation though, because if they didn't win, I'm right in thinking then Arsenal could have pipped them, right? Yes, and they'd then be playing in the uh, UEFA Europa conference. conference, yes. Which it's a competition they can win, the, right? The Let's fact get that serious. Called it the conference just takes you back to the conference league, and it's like you know when they then. I thought it, I, I thought when I first read it, I thought it was called the uh, UEFA like Continental League. I didn't realize it was called See, the Conference that, that League. Great. Yeah, I, I think it's been called the Conference. That's for sure. It's on. Yeah. The, I know it's yeah. got a fetching. You know what we're going to call it. We're going to call it the Europa Vanarama League. Yes, that's exactly because you're right. It, the Johnsons it, Europa uh, in this country, <laughs> immediately your mind goes to oh, so the highest tier of 
non-league football is what this competition is. And when you look at some of the team names that are in there, uh, you can certainly kind of get lost in it. But like, in all seriousness, Tottenham haven't won a trophy in over a decade, right? This is legitimately one they can win. It's just that they'll probably be winning it without Harry Kane because he's going to be somewhere else. Um, Look, but, yeah. it's got, as I said, it's got a fetching green colour palette. So good luck to him. Already Absolutely. piling on the pressure as well on Spurs there, I see. They, they have to win it. They, they're going to have to win this competition. If you have a look at the names that are partaking in it's funny enough, Villarreal are one of them. Uh, they're the entrant they're the entrant from Spain as it stands. Although if they obviously win the Europa League, they then go into the champ. That's mental, isn't it? That they could go from the Conference to the Champions League uh, in, in this kind of the space of ninety minutes. But um, uh, Hibarian, uh, Hib- Hib- so Hibs are in there. Uh, they're Hib- playing for Scotland. <laughs> Hibarian, yeah, sorry, I'm burying that name. Right? Um, and then there's like a... Hibernian. Ruben Ke- uh, Hibernian, mate. I, I Hibernian, thank you. Yeah. Like, Ferenc are they in there? I know Ruben Kazan are in there because they actually celebrated actually getting into the competition. But there's a lot of um, names of teams and nations, flags that you'd have to know your, uh, your geography. Like you'd love it, Lee, right? Because you've got a load of flags of nations that are a little bit unknown. You, with your geography knowledge, you'd be able to sit there and kind of go, "Yep, know these lot, right?" I feel like we could have a competition next year when we uh, when we cover off this Panorama League. I, I might like... be onto something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can try setting up a little kind of quiz, Lee, on his, his geography knowledge with the where these teams are from. Yeah. Well, All right, hang on a second. I've got I've got some of these teams here. So you had a puzzled look in your face as you tried to work out these teams. It's, it's pronouncing them. That, it's, it's, it's not easy. Roma are in there, aren't they? Yeah, they <laughs> that's how right, bad so, it is, isn't this? And then Jose Mourinho is their manager. Of course. <laughs> so, some, so some of these teams, right? We've got uh, Valenga, obviously Moldy, Molder, Servette, Basel, Feyenoord, Santa Clara, Sivaspor, Apollon Limassol, uh, someone called FCSB, Lo- Locomotive Plovdiv, Pukas, Puskas Academia. Yeah, I like that one, right? Puskas Academia. Struga, Bohemians, Sligo Rovers, Irish, Dynamo Batumi, Inter Turku, Mons Kelp. Who in the fuck are these teams, mate? Honestly, the, the when you go down to the first qualifying round, it's like, who? I haven't heard of it. I, I genuinely haven't heard of 90% of these teams. What are Spurs I, I doing have, in this, man? But I'm, I'm, I'm cocky in all geography. Look, look at you. Oh, geography friends. Have you heard of Milsami Orhe? No, I haven't. Or Svantul Khorje? <laughs> How do I or, know that you're pronouncing this right? Or, or, right, this is another one for you. Capital K... Small U, capital P, capital S. I What's that? Are they a uh, or Finnish? They're not. They're Finnish. Yes. Yes. How, how about di- what well, you said? How about Dilagori? No. <laughs> we could be here all day, boys. We could be here all day. But Bakur Kakara. I'll, well, okay, I'll stop now because this is this is a treasure trove code of wonderfulness. Teams didn't want to play in the Europa League. And now, basically, this, 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 the fact they're now being shoved into the Europa League for the Europa League. It's a fucking disaster of a competition. You ever created this, by the way. I saw um, 
Who's the Spanish journalist that told Manchester United fans that? Yes, Guillaume Balaguer. Yes, he was saying, "Oh, the it's so disrespectful of these big English clubs to to not want to play in this competition." And it's like the reason they don't want to play in it is because financially, UEFA have made it unviable for them. Basically, there's no value in playing in this competition. All it does is drain the stamina of their players and distract them from the important games, which are in the Premier League, to get back into the Champions League. That's why none of the big six want to play in the fucking thing if you ever want the big six to be happy about playing in the conference league spread the money better that's all you have to do right start spreading the money better make the competitions not feel like a secondary or in this situation is it tertiary is that the right term i think it is competition compared to the champions league it's UEFA's fucking fault but, but then that counters against what the you know the super six league that they were trying to form because there wasn't they you know they weren't getting enough money from the Champions League. So if they then start to ration it out to yeah. the Conference League, it'd be even worse for them. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, are Barcelona and Real Madrid still holding on to the hope that they can have their Super League so they can play each other every week? I don't know what's going on there, but I, I get what you mean. The, the the elite clubs are not going to be happy when UEFA go, right, uh, we're going to make the other competitions more financially viable now. Like, what do you fucking mean giving more money to these teams I fucking hate and just want to basically take all of the money and their players from? Yeah. Should we start the awards now? Yes. Well, I, I think we've got the well, no, end no. of season review, right? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do a team review first, and then we're going to move on to the awards. So we're going to do, I say quick fire, we've got two minutes per team, and we're going to get like a, a feel of how their season's gone, Some probably some strong opinions, maybe not so much when we get down to the lower ends of the league, who knows, and then a, a grading of some sort, you know. It, just before we started the pod, it comes to light that, you know, one of us is ranked an out of ten, and the others ranked an out of uh, you know like a, a typical GCSE A to G or whatever. So um, it'll be interesting. Well, they don't grade GCSEs like that anymore, though. To so be fair, Mike's it, right. Yeah, but in, then, in a way, Mike's right with the numbers, isn't it? But number one is like the the high high version, isn't it? So if you get a one, it's like an. I'm eight sorry. Nine. What? Oh yeah, GCSEs are graded in numbers now. Sorry, what? Yeah. Was what? I did not. When did that happen? A couple, three, three years, years ago, or something like that. What? So you get a one? Uh, I don't. I, yeah. Look, we, we fortunately we have fortunately we have a very close friend who is a teacher who can better explain this. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. They, oh, they crack shit! Um, <laughs> what I'll do is with these number systems, I'll say the grade I gave them, and then I'll say the number out of ten I gave them, and then you guys can convert that to a grade because I tried it after a few of them and I just couldn't work it out. So I told you, um, just wing it. We'll just you know, like I said, a seven out of ten. You can go like around a B, and then if you want to add in a minus or a plus. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Right? Because we'll B sounds too good for seven. I don't know. Let's let's crack on. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's kick off then. Let's kick off with, with the champions, Man City. Woods, this is you. We're going to do that our it, by the way. So Mike will be covering off second. I think, is that how we're doing it? Yeah, so I've kind of kind of fucked it up a little because I wanted Chelsea. Of course. So I've had to <laughs> make that work, I also basically. noticed you've got Spurs as well, you know. <laughs> that wasn't deliberate. Look, I'm happy I got Leicester because their their fans can go suck a fat one, right? Because um, all of the business they were given, they were awfully upset about a hands ball all of a sudden this weekend, like literally blanking the fo- previous weekends for which they were happy about handballs being okay. Um, it's all right. Enjoy the Europa League and all your best players leaving again this summer, so that's fine. Um, oh, Jesus. 
Right, hit me up. I'm gonna. I'm hitting that clock. You get, hit, hit, hit start. Okay. Man City, he's done it again. He's overcome the odds. He's uh, 152 million pounds spent in the summer, uh, and they've won the league at a canter. Um, no, in all seriousness, they were really slow starters. I like they they only won six of their first 13 before just going on a tear. Uh, 13 wins in a row, 21 wins in all competitions consecutively, which I think is a record. I think both of those might be records. Uh, funny enough, that was when John Stones came back into things because he was like getting rid of John Stones in the summer. He wanted nothing to do with John Stones anymore. John Stones comes back in, saves his bacon. No striker all season. We all know about that, how wonderful uh, Pep Guardiola must be to win a league with, with no strikers. But 86 points, that only wins one of the last seven titles. That one was actually Leicester City. So it's not a massive total to, to be winning the Premier League with and... They'll probably have to be better next season. They still did beat their total of 81 last year, but, you know, I, I, I remember talking about them early this season and not being massively impressed. I'm still not massively impressed by them. I just kind of, I don't think they're particularly enjoyable to watch. They're pretty, you know, solid defensively without having too much going forward. It'd be interesting if they get Kane in that, because I, that, I feel that if they get Kane, we might as well write next season off. But overall, I've given them a solid B+. Plus. Um, they are champions I, that will bump to an A obviously if they do get uh, the Champions League on Saturday which they do look primed to do uh, but you know solid season but I kind of feel that in many ways benefited from the demise of competitors behind them Fair enough I feel like you've uh, discredited or you know yeah you've, yeah, you've discredited Pep there I feel a little bit um, Look I'm just shitting on him look, he did an exceptional job didn't he um, he had a situation where um, he had a hole where De Bruyne was, filled it with Gundogan, and Gundogan went fucking wild for like a month and a half. And, and um, you know, you got to give credit to, to Guardiola for doing that. He found a system that worked without having any fit strikers. Dude, Gundogan finished their top scorer, for Christ's sake. Um, that's mad, isn't that's, it? That's, it's incredible. They had a variety of goal scorers. You know, they they did. Yeah. On one particular it's not like Sterling came in with like 25 goals or what have you. Yeah. Like he had been One of his more poor seasons, right? Really? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I think... I'd give him credit for the fact is if it was um, you know, Liverpool have been crowing about the fact they haven't had a defence all season or Man City haven't had a, an attack all season. I'm giving the thoughts after the two minutes. Are we not allowed to comment on each of these? It's, it's, it's not in the time allocation, Michael. I will shut up. <laughs> no, uh, can we just very quick mention for Ruben Diaz very quickly? Yeah, I, like I, think he's gonna, I think he's going to get mentioned later on, mate. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It's probably a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, cover off some United for me, your own team. Okay, so we finished second in the league. Obviously, Europa League finals coming up. Unbeaten away, which is quite a, quite a cool feat. Um, can't really sniff for that. Obviously, coming back from behind so many times, you can either look at that as being a positive to the never-say-die Manchester United attitude or the fact that we are horribly slow starters. Um, I think Cavani was a f- phenomenal signing after getting kind of laughed at a little bit at the start for being a bit of a panic buy. He's been freaking wonderful. Um, Bruno... Another great season for him. I think he created uh, 95 chances in the Premier League this season. No other player managed more than 87, which is pretty good. Maguire, 
Woods mentioned earlier, great Shaw, massive, massive resurgence for that guy. Um, and I'd like to give special praise to Wan-Bissaka as well. He was, I thought he actually had a pretty good season. Rashford regressed a little bit of a worry. Greenwood had a very good end to the season. Pogba found a position playing on the left. However, Jones, Mata, Matic, Tuenzebi, Bailey or Lindelof, Lingard, James, Romero, maybe Tellez, Fred, Martial, Pereira, Delort and Chong all need potentially chipping out in the summer. So feels like there's still a lot of change in this squad. I gave them 8 out of 10 in total. I don't know what that is in a grade. Give that a B. It's like a, I'd say that's an A minus, maybe. Start of the season, if you'd have said to Man United fans, you'll finish second and the Europa League final, you've probably gone, you know what, we'll take that. I was impressed Champions, with United. I really Champions was. League doesn't really. I, I will say we've had some abysmal performances this season. Abysmal. Truly, truly abysmal. Some of the performances we've had, we look fucking terrible. Um, gets masked, that's what I'm saying. Um, but then some good performances. So you know. exactly, it's it's in, it's inconsistent. It's it's still inconsistent for me. Um, next season, I want to see more consistency. I said that on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, like if United give Oli the tools this summer, which you know the sounding out it sounds like he will be provided with those those players. There's no hiding place, right? It's time to deliver. Second place this far back on on City double points ain't going to be it, right? He's going to have to show out a bit more. It was nice not to have a top four scramble this season for United. It was nice. But it's like definitely to... progress. It's definitely yeah. progress, right? And also not to forget as well, um, the whole Maguire situation at the beginning of the season. He started off really bad on the whole back of the holiday in Greece. Yeah. So he, I feel like he had a pretty good recovery. Sort of after yeah, I think he so. He had a terrible start, didn't he, if I remember rightly. Yeah. But, and also United, the, right? the emergence of McFred, eh? McFred in midfield. There, there was no emergence, mate. You know, if anything, I would say... He he come out of his hole a little bit and then quickly. No, I would say I'm I'm saying McFred, the the duo of McTominay and Fred, who has basically turned into our first choice midfield for the second half of the season. That's not a good thing. I I, I like McTomas. I'm not so keen on Fred, but you you know this. But anyway, fair enough. (laughs) Great plan. (laughs) Woods, you've shoehorned obviously Chelsea for yourself. They didn't finish third, but they finished. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Let's have some Chelsea chat. Um. Yeah, um, you know, I can't talk about City spending without talking about Chelsea spend. £222 million was spent in the summer to gain a point on where they, what they gained last year. So um, at, at the rate we're going for us to be champions, I think we have to spend something close to, to £5 billion. Um, that It's not really delivered on what I think ownership would have hoped. And that was obviously <laughs> ended up with Frank Lampard uh, biting the bullet. We were top um, on December 3rd, even if it was kind of, I think, because we played before some of the other big boys who beat Leeds. And then from there, we took seven from 24 and were languishing in ninth. And that's that, that point that Chelsea's season and future uh, took a significant change to the more professional, for which Chelsea recognised that um, Frank Lampard, club legend, isn't necessarily ready for this job we don't know if he ever will be and they went and got themselves a manager uh, in Thomas Tuchel who did turn things around um, took the club from ninth back into the Champions League even if it was kind of just hanging on at the back end of the season as they stumbled across the line um, I think what kind of when you look at the XG and we all love to talk about XG but XG um, minus 11 right They're on where they should have been which says a lot uh, Timo Werner had 14 XG he finished with 6 goals our top scorer in the league was Jorginho right wow <laughs> Jorginho was our top scorer 7 penalties right 7 penalties uh, was our top scorer uh, it, 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 it's, it's dreadful um, 
and because of the missing of these opportunities, we finished. No, 11. no, no, no. Is that is that is that actually that's, a stat? That's actually a stat. Even yes. with Tammy at the beginning, under Frank. Yeah, well, Tammy, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy. Money, uh, uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these players. I think Mace finished on six, Tammy on six, Werner on six, but Jorginho, seven penalties was our top scorer, which is oh, mental. If you the other team, you'd be hounding them. Oh, mate, it's it's shambolic. And the, the a minus 11 XG resulted in minus 11 points as well, which would have seen us obviously propelled up into, actually on XP, Expected points, we would have been second in the league, which I think says a bit more about the overall performance, but also highlights the glaring deficiency which we have in front of goal. Um, it's a position that needs to be addressed in the summer, no doubt. Um, it's going to be a very expensive one to fill in the summer, no doubt. It's also going to be very difficult because we're dealing with Daniel Levy to get Kane. Haaland's off the table because Dortmund are in the Champions League. Oh, and then that leaves Lukaku, who Antonio fucking Conte is the manager of. So good luck getting any of those three options this summer. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, but overall, giving them a C, because basically it's a pass, right? They got top four. That was bare minimum in terms of what their spend was and where they were at the end of last season. It's a C grade at the moment. They do have the benefit of playing on Saturday to see if they can somehow win a Champions League trophy against the best team in Europe. Uh, we've done it before as underdogs. I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful if we'd, we'd do it again. Pep Guardiola's cup final record speaks for itself. But yeah, C grade, uh, must do better, basically. Definitely, definitely. Especially with those goal stats. I can't believe that, Jorginho. Like, yeah. I had it in my head, really, like a Tammy Abraham with a, with a 9, 10 goals. But seven penalties, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, it's dreadful. It is dreadful. Uh, Mikey, your favourite team, Liverpool, finished third. Good old Liverpool, hey? So they finished third, bizarrely. How did that happen? Um, Punctuated a weird season for them. So they they lost six consecutive home games, which is their worst ever run. And they finished 30 points behind their previous total. 30 behind last season. It's ridiculous. My overall theme for Liverpool is the fact that they were overconfident. Um, that seems to bleed into it. They obviously had a lot of injuries throughout the season. However, let's not forget, in the fourth league game of the season, they lost 7-2 to Aston Villa, uh, which is their worst defensive performance in terms of goals conceded in 58 years. And the fact is that Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez both played that game. So um, I'm not particularly talking... I'm not, I'm not saying that they're... Uh, defensive frailties and their injuries really rooted, really, really responsible here. Um, and also... They dropped 19 points against the bottom six club in the division this season. Um, that's more than they did in their entire campaigns in 2018 and 1920. Um, like defensive weaknesses get exploited by the top teams, not the fucking bottom six teams. That says to me that's it's, it's just bizarre because against the top six teams, they actually got uh, I think 20 points from 10 games in that little mini league. That's two fewer than last season. So it's against the the shit of the of the league that they struggled against. Well, realistically, with a weakened defence, they shouldn't. Um, the front three misfired massively. Jota was a good addition. Thiago offered literally nothing other than the stat that he came on at half-time, registered 75 passes, which was the most any player has ever had coming on as a sub or some bollocks, some made-up stat that no one gives a fuck about. Um, a dreadful season for Liverpool. Dreadful. All of their players regressed, every single one of them. And... The manager regressed. He got into weird spats with uh, pundits and all sorts. It was a very bizarre season. I've rated it. Uh, they, but they got into Champions League. And that is something I didn't think they'd do. So I've gone 5 out of 10. For me, that's like a D. And it should have been an, an F or an E. 
Yeah. Okay. That's two minutes on the dot, by the way. Yeah, how'd you lay Because I'm, time, I'm timing it myself. I, can I just yeah? say, like, you said all the players regressed. Is there nothing for the players that did emerge, like the, uh, is it Nat Phillips? Fine. <laughs> okay. Just he didn't play, but I'm saying, but, but I'm saying, like, he didn't play last season, it? So it's not like he. It's difficult to judge that, isn't it? Right? It's, it's not. I don't know what he was like. I, you know, if, I, well, I don't they know. Won like, eight I'm, out of the last ten games, and um, yeah, but so did Arsenal, and we'll talk about Arsenal later on. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. I don't know why I'm trying to defend him. Um, Bottle. No, there's no, there's no, there's no way. I'm sorry, there's no way in hell we can sit here and say that Liverpool had a good season when they finished 30 points behind the last seasons. I get that. Henderson got injured. He only started 20 games this season. I get they had missing defenders. I get all of this stuff. I get they had to shuffle it around with Fabinho and centre mid, all that kind of stuff. And that Salah and Mane had to then drop back and thus their chances created and chances uh, had each were all down. Mm. I understand all of that, but it's the manager's job to cope with this. And Jurgen Klopp coped with it dreadfully. Dreadfully. Guardiola didn't have a striker all season. They won the league. Fair enough. I just felt like the mark was a tad harsh just considering they did manage to salvage Champions League football not only did they manage to get third as well not even like they're climbing fourth but yeah fair enough Woods hit me up with some uh, Leicester yeah it's a strange season in the end um, petering out as it did last year it's, it's, it is a genuine history repeating itself they spent 242 days in the top four which is I think more than anyone <laughs> which it's sickening, sickening for them to basically fall apart at the end. They spent 567 days in the top four in the last two seasons and they haven't got qualified for the Champions League off the back of it. That's a problem, right? That's a mental block somewhere in there that they're, they're just faltering when it matters in winning time. Um, well, I would say, I had a look at their spend. They spent £52 million, but with obviously the sale of um, Ben Chilwell, their, their next spend was only £4 million. Um, they gained four points on what they had last year. So it's obviously progress. Um, and there's a lot of good to take away from it, but a lot of concern as well. Um, Ian Atcho came to life to effectively propel them back into the fight. It looked like they were they were falling apart. Can he maintain that into next season? That's a genuine question because he's going to have to because Vardy effectively has fallen off a cliff. I think this is his second worst season in the Premier League after a season where they almost got relegated to the year after they uh, won the league. That was his worst season with 13. And you, you could see watching him, it's sort of, um, it's the start of the decline, right? He's a pace merchant. Uh, he's an exceptional finisher when he gets in behind, but those opportunities are becoming rarer and rarer. Um, it will be seen how big a blow this is because they have got some very talented boys in that team. Um, the thing is with those players is that their aspirations probably are to play for teams that consistently play in top four. I think that both these last two seasons provided a opportunity because of unforeseen circumstances, be it... Um, team going through um, maybe a rebuild moment or more prominently playing in front of empty stadiums right that's obviously had a significant impact in how things have gone I I wonder if they've missed the boat now I I don't know if uh, they'll be in this top four fight as prominently as they have been for the last two seasons they shouldn't be really because I think the top four above them will spend outspend them and I think a couple of clubs behind them will outspend as well so overall I've given them a B because um, I do think that they're probably punching above their weight still, even in finishing fifth. They won the FA Cup, and that's wonderful because it is sort of validation for the good work they have done. But I do think that we might see them start to kind of feel the pressure from the teams about them that should be finishing above them. 
Fair enough. And very, very quick, Mike. To your opinion, you know, Woods mentioned about sort of the the bottle job, and you know, two seasons in a row now. Brendan Rodgers been at the helm for obviously both these seasons. Any thoughts? Yeah, there's an issue there. There's a massive issue there, quite frankly. Um, Basically, I, I I'm, think... what I'm saying is, do we put it all on the manager? He was awfully chirpy for a man that's just watched his team lose 4-2 at home in a game that all they had to do is win. A game that they were winning twice against yeah. Tottenham, who it's had dreadful. nothing to play for. At it's home. Dreadful. At home. I, this is it. Like Chelsea gave them their route into the top four on su- Sunday and they passed it up. I, the only thing I'll say for it is that they won the FA Cup and I think their fans, if you'd have asked their fans would you prefer Champions League football and FA Cup, every single last one of them would say the FA Cup. So I don't want to be too harsh on it, but it's so disappointing. It's so Because they won the FA Cup and then they had literally, as you said, Chelsea gave them a big flashing neon sign, Champions League this way. And they, instead of walking through the door, they walked into the wall. <laughs> Yeah, those numbers uh, Woods mentioned about the day spent in the top four, that does make it sickening, I feel. Um, but It's yeah. a lot of money. £75 million was what the words were about the hole in Chelsea's budget if they didn't get Champions League football. So it's, it's basically the switch has gone from Chelsea having that hole and Leicester having that money to it flipping to effectively Chelsea in many ways having another £150 million to spend versus Leicester. And then you've got to do the whole thing as well of dealing with Europa League football on a Thursday night playing Sundays we know historically it's something it's about great. it that teams don't really like yeah. it Tielemans will be an interesting to watch he um, looked very emotional at full time farewell goodbyes I don't know we'll see don't we'll know. who's that sorry Tielemans yeah mm. watch this space mm. um, probably the surprise package next Mikey West Ham yeah, man, finishing sixth. I, I, I had one word here, unbelievable. Couldn't believe it. They lost a Newcastle opening game of the season. And I don't know if you remember, there was a big old ruckus going on at the start because they'd signed, they'd sold that Ganga guy who then went to West Brom and yeah. consequently did jack shit. Yeah, that's um, Mark, Noble, <laughs> Mark Noble called it out and it was all just basically just like, oh dear, West Ham have no direction. They've got a manager they all fucking hate. They've got all these flair players that don't play very well. Well, over the course of the season, Felipe Anderson, Manuel Lanzini, uh, Felipe Anderson left, Lanzini and Yarmolenko started six league games between them. And Issa Diop dropped out of the defence of Craig Dawson. That was basically what happened. Six players who played more than 20 or more league games this season for West Ham are aged 30 and above. That is, David, that is David Moyes coming in and going, you know what, I want honesty. Players that know what they're doing who will basically work and fight for it. Suchek was a great addition into that midfield. They obviously got him on permanent from the season before when I think he was on loan. Lingard rocked in with nine goals and five assists. So what on earth happened there? Mm-hmm. Antonio plugging away, still, do, still doing the job. Angelo Bonner was really good this season as well in the defence. Always surprises me that he's Italian. I don't quite understand how that happens. Um, and West Ham, like they... The surprise package. Whenever I thought they were going to lose, they they won, um, and it was it, I don't know how that how this happened. They beat Leicester three 0 in October. Mm. Wow! Just bossed Leicester out of the way. Um, yeah, very very surprising. But it's very much. It feels like David Moyes got a team in his own image, um, and it worked for him. I like I said, as you mentioned, I don't think it is sustainable. To be honest with you, I'll be very interested to see what they do in the summer because I do feel for West Ham fans. I feel like they've had. 
they've want, they've needed something to cheer about for quite some time after the Olympic Stadium debacle and the move there. Um, I give them nine out of ten, which would probably be what an A, yeah, because yeah. I think this is better than they probably would oh, have dreamed yeah, to get European dreams. football next season. So. But Fair fucks to him. Very quick, I don't know if you've had a chat with Jimmy V, because I remember when he was on the show, he said that Europa League football, he didn't want it for West Ham. Is that still the case? Do we know you've had any catch-ups with him recently? No, I haven't. I'll have a chat with him and uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if that's still the case, because, as you mentioned, that's like an ageing squad, essentially, and they're going to be playing a lot of football next season. They need additions, and we know that the owners are never... always. They're not quick to put their hands in the pocket, shall we say. Mm. When they do, well, they I mean, like, hopefully... Well, I mean, look, West Ham have a history of signing flair players that don't work out, right? That was the, they've, they've had one, Di Canio. He's the only one that worked for them, basically. I can't think of really any others, but I can think of plenty that have flopped. And I think after the summer where they basically spent a load of money on the likes of Felipe Anderson, are you going to say, Lee? Uh, Samassi Abu. 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 They're not, they're not booing him, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I just think of Florin Radichai and Paolo Future and people like that. Just the, the history of West Ham and those types of players mm. just, you know, get some grit and determination in your son. Well, yeah, I was going to say as well, I've, I've witnessed it being an Everton fan with David Moyes. It's very workmanlike in the way he mm. shaped that squad. And also, just very quick mention, can you remember when he got COVID? And that's when the run started, essentially, because at the beginning of the season, mm. they weren't, as you said, they were a bit sketchy. They lost their first game. Old Moyes gets covid Goes away for a little while and suddenly, for you know, they're on this winning run and they're looking pretty good. But yeah, any quick thoughts, uh, Woods, very quickly? Uh, yeah, I mean, they were the surprise of the season. Uh, credit David Moyes for his career renaissance season, right? I mean, we'd, we'd watched him fail at United and fail everywhere else that he'd been to, including West Ham, really, in many ways. And yeah, I think you're right. He built a team in his image. I think that they are a horrible team to play against, and that's fine. Um, because it gets results. It'll be interesting to see. Look, Declan Rice is obviously the crown jewel in that team. Uh, there's more than one team that are going to be sniffing around to see if they can get him. Especially um, with the Euros. If he has yeah. a good Euros. Yeah, if he has a good European Championship, there's a couple of teams that have midfield areas mm. which could do with strengthening. Um, I, I, I think he'll be a difficult deal for what it's worth to get out of there at this moment. Um, because I've heard the numbers 90 million and I just think clubs will bulk at it. But, uh, yeah, it's where you go next, right? Um, doing this now in empty stadiums, we have to remember as well, uh, great. Next season, fans are back. Can you build upon it? Can you just even maintain it? You know, it's going to be tricky because that, that top six group is um, it's a hard thing to be about. In fact, getting in the top eight is, is hard enough, as Everton has shown this season. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, little, little dig Everton, I like no, it. Yeah, I know, you're digging at me. You're both of you, aren't you, today? Um, all right, then, Woods, hit me up with... Uh, well, here we go, two minutes of just... Spurs caning, I feel here, no pun intended. Ah, oh, caning, very good, very good. Look, um, Spurs are two of the top four scorers in the division. Really? Yeah, in, in Son and Kane, they are two of the top four scorers in the, in the division and uh, were Son fucking... tailed off, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He did, he did. You, you know, you're 100 right, he did tail off. He he vanished down the stretch. It turned from like, because it was a weird start to the season. I remember that we kind of obviously talking about off the back of the... Uh, the documentary, uh, the, the Jose Kool-Aid series. And um, they started really quite poorly, didn't they? they? They paid Everton. They were dreadful against Everton. It's like, holy shit, they're going to be dreadful. And then next time out, it's like Jose just changed it and just said, Kane and Son, just play on your own up there and make it work. And Kane just made it work. Kane basically created Son's season. 
uh, in, at the first part of it. And, but by the end of the season, it was Kane just trying to carry Spurs on on his own. The second of Jose, uh, whilst, yeah, I get it. Um, it they, they were certainly trending in the wrong direction under Jose. To not replace him with someone more adequate when you're still just about in the top four hunt is mental. Like... It's almost like Dan Levy wanted to be like Chelsea to make this change now to see if we can kind of galvanise the troops and make a push and try and get top four, but then put Ryan Mason in charge. Like, what the fuck idea was that? Um, but yeah, they st- they'd spent $100 million this summer as well. It's not like they didn't spend money for Jose. Uh, remember, it was only, what, two, three years ago, Pochettino asked for some money. Daniel Levy said there ain't any. Bank is empty. Gave money to Jose Mourinho, and they, they look worse than what they did at the start of the season, and they look worse from there, obviously, from where they were under uh, under Poch. And now they're in this disastrous situation where the talisman, their icon, their captain, well, he's not their captain, is he? Because it's Lloris. But the only player that's really anything for that football club wants out, he's done. He is fucking done. Um, you don't go on a golf course with Gary Neville and basically tell Gary Neville, you're done, unless you're going to make this move happen, right? Dan Levy will make it difficult. There's no doubt about it. But I think that that move's going to happen. Uh, I think that his agent must have already been told that City are coming, the bid's coming. Um, it's what they do next. It's a grade D minus, right? It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a bad season. It's bad season. they Floundered in Europe as well, which was a legitimate route into next season's Champions League. It was the route that was open to them. They floundered and fucked that it. And was bad. It was. Oh, it was, it was so Spursy. Uh, and I, I, th- I kind of feel like you talk about Spursy. That was a Spursy moment. Their, their cut final performance against Man City, completely toothless Spursy. But the fact that they ended the season with a four-two win against Leicester to guarantee Chelsea Football Club Champions League football is equally as fucking Spursy as either of those two results. It must be genuinely, it must be awful being a Tottenham fan. There was a high moment though in terms of when they um, demolished United towards the beginning of the season 6-0. Was it 6-0 6-1? Either way, it's 6-0. 6-1, yeah. And, and, you know, we're all, we're all kind of riding high at that point. They were top. They were top at once. They were top in mid-December. It wasn't like they were top in September. Chelsea. Exactly, they they kind of came and talked, and then they went on a run of losing seven in thirteen. Wow! Ouch! Completely off the rails. Oh yeah, and Regulon Don. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that he was going to be the best fucking left back in the league. The best left back in the league. They said. Yeah. Okay. Laughable. Mike, Laughable. Quick thoughts on Spurs, or do you not care? No, no, the only thing I'm going to say about Spurs is is that um, it's no coincidence that they've gone to absolute shit when they've been playing Eric Dyer's centre-half all season. Yes. And I'm very, very, I'm very, very thankful he isn't in the Euro yes. squad. Oh, so yes. it's what a relief. A know, it's a complete relief. Absolutely a complete relief. That's why we've got faith in Gareth, yeah? Well, I have, anyway. Done, done no, it's, it's, it's the first positive step I've seen, right? I'll yeah. give him that. Okay. Um... Well, let's move across to their North London rivals, Mikey. Excellent. So we have Arsenal. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, here we go? Right, okay. So they finished eighth. Uh, I've got here dreadful, dreary football. That's that, that's the start of it. Basically, right, that, but I keep hearing, oh, but Arsenal finished really strong. If you look at the league uh, form guide from a certain particular date, they're in second. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second. I've looked at the, I've looked at who they've been playing in that time period. When you're beating the likes of West Brom, Brighton, Palace, Newcastle and, and Chelsea, admittedly, but you, they didn't deserve to win that game at all. Right. That's how they ended the season by beating this shower of shit and Chelsea. Right. 
And it's like, oh, amazing. Well, let's go back to April, shall we? Where they got knocked out of the Europa League, lost to Everton, drew with Fulham, beat Sheffield United and lost to Liverpool. That's the Arsenal I know. Shit, right? They've got a bunch of overplayed... They've got a bunch of overpaid players, a bunch of promising youngsters with nothing in between. They've got no leaders, no spine, nothing. No tactical nerves. We're now 18 months into Mikel into Arteta being the Arsenal manager. Do you guys have any idea what, from an attacking de- perspective or defensive perspective, what they do, what they, what they plan to do other than sit back and keep it tight, hope for a goal, no matter who they're playing against. They could be playing against Colchester United women team, right? And they would they would drop back, keep it tight and pray for the one nil win. Maybe a dodge, maybe a lucky penalty. That's how they do it. I have no idea what their best team is. They have no idea how to fit the most expensive players into it. And they have no idea who they need to sign this summer. What are they doing? I would say that it's a, it's, it's a style, disaster. They do like to try and play it out from the back, which has kind of been. But the they powerful. can't do that. No, but they can't do that at all. But at least there is They've some got... style of play, you know. We, oh no, like... no, mate. Uh, if honestly, of all the teams in the Premier League, Arsenal is the one I, I, I would wouldn't want to be a fan of. I know we say Spursy, and it's all hilarious. Arsenal are the ones that are going nowhere for me. They're 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 now where they deserve to be after basically hounding Wenger out of that club. Um, they need to get rid of Arteta immediately and bring in someone that can do something. They need to do what Everton did, bring in Ancelotti who can persuade players, higher profile players to come in and be a part of something new. Maybe not for the amount of... For, for, no, obviously they haven't got money to spend. The only bright spark is, is that they might be losing Willian in the summer. Did you, have you got a grade for me? In terms of a grade, that's what, three out of ten? So what, is that an E? Maybe an F? Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Pathetic team. Absolutely pathetic team. Uh, whilst Lee, you absolutely you accidentally left the air, Wood was telling me about it's the last 24 games that Arsenal fans will tell you that they're in, the second in the form table. False signs of progress. That was nearly a, a, like a song by a band that we should never name. Okay. Do you get it? No, I don't. Maybe oh. Daryl Richardson will get that one. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely out on this one. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Um, it's the thing is with these um, these these moments where they look at these tables with 24 games left, uh, we would have been second in the table. It doesn't help the team move forward because it sort of gives this excuse. They, they're generally talking about the fact if we get player X Y Z, we can contend. I don't think that they're close to, before this weather I don't think many teams are close to contending with with Manchester City as it stands. But I look at the top four teams in the division as they were as they finished. And two of them had, to say rocky patch is an understatement, right? Liverpool and Chelsea had spells in their season where they were a complete fucking train wreck. Um, and you'd expect them to cut that shit out next year. The gap between that top four and the rest, I expect to kind of expand. Um, without also, six, oh, sorry, go ahead. Say, I'd also add, if you didn't chuck in like an Everton, who had a really good uh, first, like, first half of the season... And then mirror it against the second half. It was dreadful in many ways. Yeah, you could flip it the other way around, mate. So, so, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, yeah, exactly. we'll get, we'll get to Southampton in a moment because they started really well. Mm. Uh, they were third at one point, and they their second half of the season was a complete train wreck. You can pick the, the numbers and make the narrative you want. Uh, I, I'm kind of with Mikey. I don't, I don't see what Arteta's done to warrant the favour that he's carrying with Arsenal. 
fans, right? I don't necessarily see it. I also think Edu as well, that the the guy that's in charge of signings has had a fucking nightmare as well. A lot of these players that they bought in just simply haven't panned out, right? I, I think that's fair to say. And that, by all accounts, both their positions are being discussed. Um, I don't know if they'll make any moves. It's Arsenal. They tend not to. But both of them should be under review. I'll sum this up very quickly, Lee. Yeah. My issue with Arsenal is thus. They have some genuine promising youngsters, right? However, to get the most out of promising youngsters, they need to be in a good team. Like Man United proved that for years where you bring you blood youngsters into a successful team and it's the best way to bring youngsters through. Throwing youngsters into the fire, as it were, to watch them melt is not the way to do it because Arsenal do not have the leaders in that team to bring youngsters through. They just don't have them. There's not a single leader in that entire squad. And for me, I'm worried for them because they're not, it's not like they're going to go and spend 40, 50 million to go and buy some leaders. And you could, you they could don't argue have as the well money. that the, um, the, the youth ultimately probably saved, and when I say saved their season, is in like managing to, to finish eighth. But, um, You're completely correct. Yeah. Um, probably my favourite team, Woods, next. Yeah, the best watch in the Premier League, we've been saying that all season. Um, Leeds United, uh, a very welcome addition back to the Premier League, especially with uh, Michael Bielsa and Bielsa Ball. Um, watchable football. Oh, it's lovely when teams come up and play watchable football, but more importantly than that, it's, it's, it's been effective at winning football matches immediately coming up from the division below. Now, they did spend £95 million pounds, uh, coming up, and I think some of those signings have paid off. Um, I'm trying to think it's the uh, the, the, the winger. Uh, you're going to have to help me Rafinha. with the winger. It's a Rafinha, isn't it? Yeah, who who is exceptional at moments and um, so good that I think he's been linked with a couple of the, the big boys. I, I, I imagine Leeds will probably say, no, no, he's staying here. And I imagine if you're Rafinha, you probably feel a bit like, you know what, I'm, I want to see where we go next with this team because they are a good team. And their success... Um, Really kind of coming into the division, there was questions about Leeds. There was also questions about their strike, where they're going to get the goals. Patrick Bamford in particular, um, he, he'd always struggled in, in the Premier Division, but he scored 17 goals coming up. And I think more than just his goals as well, I think his overall contribution to the team was exceptional. He can count himself a little bit unlucky to not be in a 33-man initial squad for the for the Euros. I'm not saying necessarily he should be going if we were going to trim it down, but he should feel a little bit unfortunate uh, next season they're going to have their fans back as well and I think that could make a huge difference to them as well the fact that they've been able to do this high energy high intensity football without home fans is is um, impressive it's just simply impressive and I, that I could see them climbing and being a problem for some of those teams that have ambitions of getting into that top six that European football places uh, yeah B plus uh, minimum really um, sorry I was that I'm going to chuck in my two pence. So I feel like they were a bit naive when they came into the Premier League and they found their feet and now they've they found the balance, which has made them even more like, you know, like like you, you basically you can see the future with this team. There's definitely something tangible there for them to move on to, and I definitely agree. Uh, Mikey, sorry I interrupted. Just two things from me on this. Uh, Marco Bielsa got a lot of critics this season at points throughout, whereas like. Um, they need to be playing more sensible football, etc., etc. And it's like, I remember coming on this show and I vehemently, is that the word? I can't remember the word is. I was very, very critical of those critics, basically. I was like, fuck you. 
They're doing something that every neutral football fan wants to see. And what's more, they're getting results with it as well. And the best thing about it is they haven't tailed off at the end of the season. Obviously, the whole thing <laughs> of Bielsa is that his players are fucked and they finished the season not so good. Not this season. They've, they've finished really strongly. So fair fucks to them. Um, as a, obviously a United fan, I can't wait for next season. Leeds in full stadiums. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that players like, is it Dallas? Who, who's Stuart shot, Dallas, really Stuart good Dallas, player. Dallas, who's a really good footballer, but clearly a player that has bought fully into what Bielsa's been giving him. Uh, a they player that's have so, you, haven't they? They have, clearly. Like, like, but I, like Bamford. Yeah, but like Dallas's technic, um, or tactical uh, fluidity in his positioning, um, it's, it's mad to watch at times. It must be so difficult for, for managers to, mm. to watch Leeds play and try and understand and identify how to deal with that you only have to watch Leeds Spurs Ryan Mason Marco Bielsa to see the chasm um, of of what exists out there in terms of the uh, the football coaching world they're going to be fun I'm I'm interested in what they do in the summer Um, yeah it must be so exciting to be Leeds fans right you're back in the Premier League Um, yeah all, all looking up Team that wasn't looking up, well, they were looking up at the beginning of the season and they started to look down for pretty much the second half. My team, Everton, Mikey? Uh, finished 10th. Literally, I've got bright start, hampered by injuries. We know they need more depth. We know that essentially injuries can cost a team uh, as, as it has with Everton. We said at the start of the season, really nice looking first 11. Outside of that, you're looking to Bernard. I love Glorious Bernard and Tom Davies and just, you know, players that are. Iwobi I was going to go through all of this without mentioning Iwobi because I give it to him every week Um, the squad completely fucked them basically Uh, and in a Covid era where you're playing a lot of games where you don't have the fans to get you through some of them um, yeah they struggled with injuries Uh, some bright sparks in the likes of Ben Godfrey I thought he had a very very good season did did what was asked of him very well very committed player Um, I think it's Mason Holgate who uh is there some stat where he has he has fat he has been fouled just as many times as he has fouled other people? I like that about him. Fifteen, yeah? to be precise. I like that a lot. Um, Sigurdsson looked better this season. Um, I think the last couple of seasons he's been pretty dreadful, but I think Sigurdsson's actually had a couple of bright sparks this year. He's looked better than I've seen him play for quite some time. If I'm honest with you, Andre Gomez though. Ugh. He looks lost. He looks like he's lost. Not a Injury. yard of pace. Still several yards over. of pace. Right. Oh, um, That's the problem with Everton. You just mentioned it. Pace. Yeah, yeah no, I, no, I'm getting to that. Don't worry, you Sorry. fuckers. Um, Calvert-Lewin, I th- he's the top goal scorer this season with 16. You've got Richarlison with seven. Jaime's with six. There's a bit of a drop-off there. Um, I felt like Richarlison's had a fucking annoying season. I, I, I would hate... I would hate for him to be a footballer in my team he frustrates the life out of me uh, the thing is you look at Chabaloon with all the goals Dinya's got seven assists the word I would, I've summed Everton up here is predictable I know exactly how Everton are going to play they're going to cross it in for Chabaloon's head and if you're a team like a Burnley you're going to relish that kind of that, that kind of uh, thing Chabaloon needs to get more round on his play no assists Yeah, it's not good enough um, yeah, for me there, but there, I think there is progress. I think the team, like I said, the, the 11 you have all fit. I think you could give anyone a good, a good game. And you've reflected that in terms of the double over Arsenal this season. The fact that you won at Anfield this season. You've had some good results 
uh, throughout the season. It's just you tailed off because of injuries. You need squad depth. You need a right winger. You need a left winger. You need another centre half. You need another centre midfielder. You need another striker. There's a lot of players Everton need to bring in to get this going. I would give. I've given you five out of ten, um, just because you've literally finished tenth, and five out of ten is halfway. I'd say what's that? C minus D plus. Yeah, it's sort of that ballpark, isn't it? It's around there because it's it's. I, I was going to say I, I read that our points total would the most in most seasons would have secured at least Europa League football. Oh, that's interesting. And we finished. We had forty-seven points under Sam Allardyce and finished eighth. And we got like 10, 11 more points this season or something, and finished tenth. It's infuriating because he dropped a couple of games against garbage teams in the running. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the inferior because it feels completely different Fulham, if you get the six points. Yeah. If you get six seven points from those games, all of a sudden you're looking like you say in those European spots and everything feels a bit different. It's it's a big summer ahead. Um, I think they rectified a lot of the 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 mess that they've done in uh, previous transfer windows. Last window, they've got to continue that trend, right? They've got to hit home runs, and uh, it'll be interesting because I think they've got an opportunity to try and cash on Moise Keane. Um, I think that might. Wow. Well, because he's been ripping it up in, he's been ripping up in, in France, hasn't I he? I saw so. it on FIFA that he's been given like a player of the season card for, for fucking PSG. I was like, uh huh? Yeah. He's been um, scoring out there, mate. But if you can kind of entice PSG to pay like £30 million or whatever for him and, and then recycle that into to buy something. Mate, go and, go and get Wood or Ings. Ings, Ings would be a good signing. Ings, Ings yeah. would be a great signing. Anyway, I'm conscious of time, and we're moving into the second half of the table. I want to yep. speed things up a little bit. All right, we're going to up with some Villa then. Uh, Villa, are we, go, are we going? Are we going for a minute a team now? Yeah, go on. Then. We'll, we'll, well, oh, okay. I'll try. Villa should have gone down last year. They were saved because goal line technology didn't work for literally one incident in the entire season. It saved their bacon. They went and spent ninety-one million in the summer. They gained twenty extra points. That is a big, big positive. Um, main reason because two of their big signings in in Ollie Watkins and Emmy Martinez were massive home runs home run signings there uh, the goalkeeper um, he's arguably the best in the league he, he had an exceptional season uh, and Ollie Watkins has turned up and he's he's hit the ground running scoring goals in the Premier League which isn't a guarantee uh, coming from Brentford into the league as Neil Bopay has shown that had Watkins played for another one of those teams in the league i.e. Brighton Brighton would probably be playing in Europe next year but um, yeah Jack Grealish exceptional be fascinating to see what happens with him this season right or this summer because um, there's plenty of teams that are interested uh, United uh, Arsenal um, I've, yeah I know uh, he's going to be an interesting option I wonder if there's any agreement in place with Villa about him leaving I wonder if even he wants to leave Villa because sometimes some players uh, like to be the big fish and he's a big fish in his home pond right so um, overall be easy um, progress it'll be interesting to see if they go again they've got some very wealthy backers at Aston Villa uh, so yeah overall good season fair enough I'm going to move on quickly Mike Newcastle aren't you um, what mate, uh... <laughs> what's that <laughs> it's like when you go Newcastle finished 12th I know it's oh. crazy 
Right, I, I started this off base by saying it's 12. So many fucking jibes at Bruce over the course of this fucking season. Look where they fucking end up, yeah? The fact of the matter is that Cullum, I said on this show the other day that like, Sir Maximum and Wilson have barely started together this season. When they have, they, they basically more often not do the business. Uh, uh, Cullum Wilson uh, started 60% of their games. Sir Maximum started 50% of their games. Um Willock, lovely surprise package at the end of the season, scoring some very good goals to them. They got more points and more goals than in Rafa's two final seasons at Newcastle. Mm. Stick that in your pipe and fucking smoke it. Wow. Because Auntie Bruce came in there, a Geordie himself as well. And look, the numbers don't lie. And they spell 12th for Newcastle. He ain't going nowhere unless... Unless that ownership uh, situation kicks off again this summer. I don't know if it will or won't, but... If I'm every other club in the Premier League, I'm trying to sign St. Maximum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That. Like every other club is... Every, 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 I, I genuinely am going to be angry when Man United don't sign him or don't even look. We get him. It, he it, is it. the ultimate option off the bench if he isn't going to start. Yeah. And from my perspective, you know, I want Zaha... Or I want Saint Maxim. That's they're, 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 exactly. they're the players that I'd love. Um, very quickly with a grade. Then it sounds like they performed above it. Uh, I gave them seven and a half out of ten. That's a, a good solid B, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think well done to them. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely really thrilled for Newcastle. Like, I like Newcastle a lot as a club. Exactly. It's sad how they run, but yeah, thrilled for them. Fair enough. Woods hit me up with a team that's kind of gone on downfall. Wolves. Yeah, uh, Wolves gone from fifty nine points to forty five points. Uh, but I think we, we spoke about this offline, didn't we, about uh, Nuno's been kind of unlucky this year with uh, Jota going. They didn't really replace him, although they had Neto uh, already on the books. And then obviously the Jimenez injury completely fucked them. Um, they go from having a player who can contribute 17 goals in a season to uh, Fabio Silva, who had four. And, you know, it's unfair on Fabio Silva. He wasn't bought in to fill the boots of him and his this season, right? So it's a little bit un- unfair to kind of judge that kid on this season. There's a lot of talent there. And we saw him in, in moments and flashes. I just hope that his confidence doesn't get crushed before we can see that the end product there. Um, it's, 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 it's tricky. Nuno's obviously gone. Um, did a great job. We'll see where he ends up. It doesn't seem like it's actually going to be Tottenham now. It seems Tottenham are looking elsewhere at a couple of options. Uh, it seems they're getting the... They've already sort of identified who the manager's coming in. Is it the next Ben Fika manager? Yes. Yeah. I um, heard it was Mick McCarthy. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> no. Could you imagine? But um, yeah, it's 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 been a tough season. They they go from kind of an expected goals of fifty four to an expected goals of thirty nine. That tells you all you need to know about that. And equally, their back line goes from an expected goals of thirty seven last season to an expected goals of fifty two. It's just like both things going trending in the horrifically wrong direction, which ends up with them fourteen points down on where they were. Uh, the Chinese investment. There's been murmurings about maybe that sort of tapering off. They only had a three million pound net spend in the summer. Uh, that's where your concerns are going to be because this league is expensive to stay in. It's as simple as that. It's really expensive to stay in. And um, if the ambition is starting to go out of that, Wolves will start to trend back towards the bottom half of that team. I've heard Ruben Neves will move this summer as well, and on the cheap, thirty-five million pounds as well. Is that cheap? I'd say for a twenty. Four-year-old. I've never been convinced with Ruben Neves. I thought he did it in the Championship. I was really excited when he came in, and then I've been a bit like, mm, not really, not really doing it for me. I mean, it certainly upgrade your midfield, wouldn't it? Oh, well, let's calm down. Um, that's true. 
Um, what was your grade? Uh, D. D, yeah, sounds about right. Mikey, hit me up with some good old solid palace. But you've said it in a, in a word there, 14 from the league. I've literally written non-event. Classic. It seems um, they yeah. spent half the season coasting to the end of the season. Yeah, this is it. They've been on the beach since November, apparently. I'm, I'm baffled by it. Uh, Hodgson's obviously now gone. Zaha will likely go, you've got to think. Easy E is injured for quite some time. Um, the biggest worry for Palace isn't how they did this season because they, they just did what they do. They just maintained the Premier League safety. Um, it's the fact that Batshuayi goes back to his parent club. Benteke, Schlupp, Van Arnholt, Townsend, Sacco, Klein, McCarthy, MacArthur, Ward, Cahill, Dan, Kelly, Hennessy, Wickham, Henderson and Woods are all out of contract on June the 30th, 2021. Um, I know that a lot of these players aren't stars. I know that, um, you know, it's not... That's a squad. They're all leaving. Okay? It's not like Palace are going to go there and go, here's a new manager... Here's 400 million to go and buy a new squad. It's not going to happen. They've been burnt before when they went and got De Boer and it was a disaster. I only found out today from, I speak to a client who's a Crystal Palace fan, that they had Allardyce's manager for five months. I completely forgot this happened. I completely forgot that happened. Um, If I'm them, I do everything I can to go and bring in Sean Deitch because I'm really worried about Palace next season because all of their players are going including Zaha and their manager has gone what and they're not like, they're not going to go and spend loads of money to, to replace it so I'd go and get you've got to build up like a core harmony with these new players and it just, just doesn't happen does it you get no no it's I just I'm re- I, they're, they're going down mate unless they get Sean Dyche they're going down they've been linked with Frank Lampard and I'm uh, like did, that's a no. fucking dreadful appointment it's too big done it's done. If they, if they get Lampard in, they are done. Okay. What's your grade for them? Uh, again, I've kind of gone five out. I'll give them a solid C plus because they did what's expected of them, but they are fucked next season. <laughs> Fair enough. Woods, hit me up with South, South, Southampton. Um, another team that uh, degraded on their performances last season, much like Wolves, uh, from 52 points down to 43. They started the season really well, right, really well. They only had four defeats in their first 17 games, and then it went off a cliff where they lost 15 of their next 21. Was one like, of those that a 9-0 is, as well? Yeah, I mean, they, they got a thumping at Old Trafford, like embarrassing stuff. The thing with that defeat as well, um, I think that says a lot about the players because it gets to a point where you're at seven and there's still time on the clock and it's like, we cannot lose nine, all right? It's as simple as that. Whatever it fucking takes here, we do not ship nine. And they managed to do it. Um, there's issues in that team for sure um, Danny Ings was excellent again although he didn't quite hit the, the high heights as I think last season I think he only ended up with 12 goals but from 8 expected which says they're just not creating much in the, the defensive phase of the um, but yeah they they were kind of degraded from their expected goals from 56 last year down to 45 it tells that story and um, yeah just not good you've managed to say You've managed to say so many more things about Southampton than I would have been able to. <laughs> Defensively, they conceded 68. 68 Ooh. goals. 
that's from an expected of 58, which tells you that whoever they got in goal is letting in a lot more than he should have been as well. Well, they have Alex McCarthy and was it Fraser Forster, and I think they're the second worst goalkeepers in the league after Ramsdale. And they're both at the yeah. same club. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> and the, the other problem is, is Angus Gunn still there? Uh, so like he's, he's, he add that guy to the list. Um, yeah, uh, a low grade I'm, I'm expecting here. Yeah, yeah, like it's a D again. Um, they're in a really because the thing with Southampton, as we've seen, is they've they've been able to sort of recoup a bit um, and grow, but they haven't really shown that this year. Ings is going to be interesting because if Kane goes, I really do look at Tottenham and go. The smart business is to get Ings. Is it still Hasenhut or the manager? It is. Honestly, man, Southampton, I, they are a non-entity for me these days. They, they also very much vanish like Palace, and I think that's because they had such a strong start that they were never in relegation trouble. Mm. They still only just about finished just above it uh, in many ways. Um, it's also because the relegation battle never really got started either. But yeah, just um, like dreadful down the stretch. It's not just they were poor. Losing 15 of your final 21 games is incredibly bad. It's relegation form, so we... Yeah, so it, 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 it simply is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Um, okay then. Um, Grade D. Well, we got the D. Mikey, your favourite team? <laughs> Brighton. Uh, yeah, obviously finished sixteenth. Look, it's the story of the season, right? Lovely football, not so much in the way of results. They ranked eight for shots and chances created. They ranked fifteenth for goals, seventeenth for shot conversion, and seventeenth for shot accuracy. And that's after a, like a late season. Like they, they they did they picked up some results later on in the season. I think Wood said it earlier. If they'd have brought Ollie Watkins in, they'd have finished top half comfortably. Um, they still scored more goals than Burnley though. Wow! And they've got Chris yeah. Wood. They've got they've got big Chrissy Wood. Mate, he was banging in goals every every week. Kind of weird. Um, look, it, we come down to the fact it's Graham part of them. Uh, pretty much every week. <laughs> Sorry, go, more goals than you in the Premier League, isn't he? Eh? Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I haven't, I haven't had my opportunity yet. Well, that's that's what we claiming. Lee's claiming if he'd been given his chance, he would have easily bagged at least thirteen. Because that's how many Wood got twelve goals. Lee is claiming. Jorginho right is getting seven penalties. I'm backing myself to at least get. Yeah, mate. Chris so. Chris Wood Chris Wood got four less goals than Calvert Lewin, and he doesn't have Hamas Rodriguez and Dini giving him balls. Just put it out there. Yeah. We're about- um, anyway, back, back on Brian. Yeah, so look, it comes back to the question. He's growing part of the man we all think he is. Um, I still have no idea. But Brian have been in the league for a couple of years now and they seem to s- escape relegation every year, just about. Um, or finish down there anyway. I, I, I'm really undecided on him. I don't know if he's a... Uh, if he's a bit of a wolf in sheep's clothing or what he is. Mm. or if he, I, I just don't know what he is. I, I, I'm never convinced by him, if I'm honest with you. He's a lovely guy. And I'd love to go for a pint with him, but I just I'm I'm never convinced by Brian. Um, Neil Mopey's a clown, say, man. What's that? Neil Mopey's a clown. Like Cole, honestly, yeah, his season it, went off the rails the second he started giving the big one against Manchester United. Like genuinely, he's I don't know if he scored since, and that was back <laughs> in like September. Um, look, I think Lamptey getting crocked. Yeah, that hurt them. Hurt them massively. Um, Lamptey was like one of the most exciting young players I've seen in a long time. Um, look, what I will say about Brian is if they can get a striker in, I'll get, I'll, I'll happily watch them because they're a team that I like watching, right? Because they do, they're entertaining, but my God, they are frustrating if you're a Brighton fan. But the fact of the matter is they survived. That's the main thing. And because they survived, I gave them a six out of 10, which is what a C plus or so around the area. 
So fair, fair fucks to them. They survived. And in the Premier League, there's many teams that don't survive and you never hear from them again, a.k.a. the likes of Charlton. So I yeah. don't know why I brought Charlton up, but there you go. I, I would say, I would very quickly, I'm just going to say that if Graham Potter isn't manager of Brighton and they've still got someone like Chris Hewton, I think they, I don't think they're... Oh, mate, they're no, absolutely they're, yeah, done. Yeah. done. But, yeah. but I, my, my question is around, can Graham Potter, like... I wonder if he's an Eddie Howe or not. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can That's what I wonder about it. Let's see where you're yeah. coming from. Woods, I don't want to hear about Brighton. I don't want to hear about Burnley now. Yeah, uh, Chris Wood FC. <laughs> Said no one ever. Chris Wood FC, he, uh, he's top scorer comfortably with 12. Um, then it's just players that have scored. I think it's Barnes and Vidra both got three apiece. And, um, three? Three, yes, three. Uh, Jay Rodriguez is uh, then after that with one. So, um, <laughs> what about Dwight? They Neal? did. They just weren't scoring goals, mate. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, they went from. I think their home form was their bread and butter last year. They won eight games at home, right? That got halved without fans, and I, I really do think that they were one of those teams that were really. Uh, damaged by not having uh, Turf Moor being that horrible fucking place to go to. Uh, so I think that they'll benefit from having fans back next season. Uh, Sean Dyche just delivers, doesn't he? Right? He does enough to keep um, to keep him in the league every year. Um, and as long as he's there, I think he'll keep him up. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'll say is, is that, bear in mind, their net spend was £990,000. To stay in the Premier League division with what he's got there, you know, I think that's a solid B at least. spending more money than that in 1992, I swear. Yeah. When the you know, Premier like League it's, was formed. It's, it's, it, is, it is mad um, that he's still been able to kind of achieve this. Not even a million pounds, crazy. And they were, I feel they were quite comfortable in their survival in the end as well. I mean, obviously, it's probably we're going to get to the basic, the bottom three. The bottom three were fucking dreadful this year. Uh, but I think Sean Dyche always does enough to keep them up. Although there's always that kind of risk that when you're one of the four, right, it doesn't take much for you to then be one of the three. And they need to be careful of that with the way that they're spending. Because they, 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 joking aside, they are reliant on Chris Wood to score goals. Which scares me. It's uh, that's scary. And I, I, for some reason, I, I, did they finish like seventh or eighth? No. Yeah, they finished really well last year. 54 points last year. So they're up in like the, the top half of the table. That's a big drop off. But then you it is a big drop. 992,000 in. I can see why. But, um, Mikey, I'm going to cut you off because it sounds like you're going to come in with something. Instead. No, I was going to say, what's the grade? Yeah, what's the grade? Yeah, good point. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a B because, like I said... The, the, <laughs> a B? Well, because the next spend, right? You've got to keep that in account. And staying in the division... It's not like he, he spent 990 grand when he had Pep Guardiola's squad, you know? Like, if Pep spent that like and, and finished where they were, you, you'd obviously kill him. But the fact is that he had Burnley squad, barely spent a penny, had no fucking home fans and still kept them in the division. I think it's commendable. Okay. I think it's slightly generous. I'd give him... Maybe, maybe I am being slightly generous. Yeah, but, I had uh, you down as a Burnley fan, but fair enough. Mikey, yeah, massive, mate. Happy place, Herfmore. Yeah. Mikey, talk to me about the best-dressed man in football. <laughs> it was fucking gelee. Uh Fulham relegated. Like, I heard they were really good this year. Um, I, I had to hear this every week oh yeah I like Fulham Fulham are doing really well they're playing some nice stuff um, they were like 18th in October and they finished in 18th um, I have no idea like fine Look, I, I can't be too harsh because like, my big criticism of teams when they come into the Premier League is that they completely abandon all their principles and they 
you know, they, they, they stop playing football and they start going, do you know what I mean? That's why, that is one of my bugbears of football fans because again, and pundits, not fans, but pundits, when they, you, you get a promoter team and the pundits were like, oh, they need to stop thinking they can play. And it's like, well, they're Danny a football Murphy. team. Danny fucking Murphy. And it's like, it does frustrate me a lot. So look, I commend Fulham for sticking to principles in terms of how they want to play and what, they, what they're trying to do. I have no issue with that. There does need to be a balance between getting some results, though. Um, there's a, there's a fine line between having a belief in a philosophy and complete naivety. Um, and I do feel like when I've watched Fulham this season, they strayed a little bit too far into the naive land. Um, maybe that's because Parker's an inexperienced manager. He's not been in, at the game too long. Um, let's, but let's, but let's not kid ourselves. They won five games this year. That's the same amount as West Brom and less than Sheffield United. All right. That's that that that's not good. Um, but I hope that I think they will stick with Parker. I hope they do stick with Parker. I would imagine um, that we'll see them again. I hope that because I love Fulham. I hope that they don't go down into the Championship and stay there for a long time because Parker could very easily just become another Championship manager, um, and that would be a shame. Well, it's a tough like division said, to get out of, isn't it? But the, it is um, a tough division to get out of. They they came up probably it's that classic cliche. They came up a season too early, at least, right? They they weren't the team that should have come up. It was Brentford that were the team that was meant to come up, and they they topped them at Wembley with a fortuitous free kick goal. Um, they just it was, wasn't it? I remember that goal. Yeah, it was just uh, it, it. It seemed they had moments, and they just never. Took advantage. Like they missed a lot of penalties, right? They they, they well, seem they to a have horrendous a, run, a horrendous record of penalties, and I really think that that probably killed their momentum at the start. And it, it seemed that at one moment they were maybe getting going, but they just never scored enough goals. Um, but yeah, it's it's disappointing. I'm still disappointed in them because I still think they could have done more. To they didn't even make this a fight. That's the thing that's frustrating. Mm. What was your grade then, Mike? I'm guessing that- three. They got relegated. It's an E. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Alright then, let's move on to another relegated team, Woods. West Brom, Yeah, uh, West Brom. Um, gone. Won't be missed. <laughs> one out of ten. You know what's interesting as well? Because there, there is one positive to come from this and I know that Lee's going to appreciate this, but the narrative is over. It's in the bin. It's done. It's dusted. It yes. can't be basically taken out anymore. Sam Allardyce is finally being relegated as a manager from the Premier League. He's no longer seen as this fucking uh, golden Sam. Fireman Sam, the golden bullet, right, that can kind of come out and get you out of the situation. <laughs> the, the golden bullet? I've never heard him being... Re- the silver bullet, before. right, silver bullet, right, golden gun. Uh, they conceded what? 76... Whoa. They conceded 76 goals, mate. 76. That's 13 more than the next worst team, which is Sheffield United. And in 22... I do recall this team, though, beating a certain team. They did. This is the mad thing. They scored 35, only 35 goals. Eight of them were against Chelsea. How fucking mental is that? Like, <laughs> thing is, that's across both managers as well. So it's not is, as if we yeah, can just no. go as Lampard's issue. Yeah, no, he scored. they scored eight of their 35 goals against Chelsea. What on earth? But yeah, they, they panicked early, um, got rid of Bilic before giving them an opportunity to try and get things right. Went, call Fireman Sam in. Uh, look at the business that he did at, at Everton. They're going to build him a statue at the new the new stadium. Uh, let's get him in. One win in his first 12. 
uh, including seven defeats. That wasn't quite the bounce they were looking for, and by that point, they were fucking finished. Uh, they they spent forty million to stay in the division. Going back to what I was talking about, Burnley, where Burnley spent nothing. Forty million to stay in the division. It didn't work. They've gone. Uh, you know the mad thing as well. Look at their goal scores. Pereira is obviously their top scorer. I think he got. Um, I think he might have got eight. He'll probably be signed by someone. I think Pereira will probably stay in the division. Uh, but that fucking Callum Robinson scored three goals, and all of them were against Chelsea. <laughs> and we mentioned uh, Dear Garner earlier, and he ended up being quite he, he, dreadful, did he? Yeah, he barely featured. Uh, uh, so, so the guy that scored... He played 15 games. That's not a lie over the course of a season. True, that's fair. Um, the, and I think the guy that scored the goal against United, he's just scored one goal against Manchester United. It, they're, they're so weird looking at their goal scorers. It's bizarre. But yeah, look, good riddance to bad rubbish. Um, and I don't think we'll see Sam Allardyce again. Fair enough. Hopefully, and this is, this will sound harsh, I hope we never see West Brom again. I'm tired of West Brom. The ultimate yo-yo club. They always come up every year and they've got a squad full of shit. They've got dreadful players, dreadful kits. Just fuck off. I'm done with West Brom. The fact is they are a yo-yo club, so we will be seeing them again, unfortunately. <sighs> and let's end the things off, Mike, with Sheffield United. Uh, this will be nice and short and sweet. Look, 20th, last, dead, done, finished. Fine margins, right? In 1920, we've talked about it a billion times. Sheffield United won nine league games by a single goal margin. A record beaten only by three clubs in the division that season. Uh, or, uh, this season, Sheffield United have lost 17 games by a one goal margin. Five more than any other team in the league. I don't think there's been another team in the league that have struggled more without their fans than Sheffield United. They've also lost some players. Is O'Connell has been out basically all season. He, had, he started played one game. Mm. Um, they've also goalkeeper change losing Henderson having Big. fucking Ramsdale in um, yeah it's, it's not good for them basically they, they've struggled in many areas relying hunger, on David McGoldrick mate mate hunger fight and desire that's the thing they're missing from Sheffield United this season they had it in spades last season they didn't have it this season at all and yeah they deserve to go down dreadful and losing Wilder they ain't coming back as well um, the, the, the I keep forgetting he's not there yeah like that he was the only reason they were in the Premier League there was the only reason that he kept them in the Premier League he was outed because obviously the fa- I'm assuming it was because of the failure of Ryan Brewster who I don't believe scored a goal um, I think I think which, in general the recruitment though was quite poor in the summer didn't it, it was like poor Sanderberg as well and he yeah anything. it's interesting with him because he came in highly rated because he was linked with Tottenham and all sorts um, mm. but he I don't know I, I don't remember him doing anything in note well, look, as I've said before, I much prefer Sheffield Wednesday, mainly because they've got the hilarious-looking owl on their badge these days. Um, yeah, I, for what Sheffield United, uh, one out of ten. That's an, that's an F. Sorry. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Okay, well, we're an hour and 20 minutes in. Um, Woods claims we're going to do the awards in 20 minutes. We're not. We've got a, a rack of... A- we are. We're like, we are. We definitely will. You the season, mate. Yeah, yeah but like it's, it picks itself in most places, doesn't it? It does, to be okay. fair. Well, let's kick things off then. Where do you want to go? Should we go with the big one, the player of the year? Uh, by the way, uh, is it going to be you putting, like, you know, two candidates across and me deciding if you can't uh, agree? Well, let, let's see, because ultimately we've probably got two names down. They may well not be the same. So, yeah, it probably right. is going to end up being that. Right, well, uh, you, you want to start with a big award? We can start with a big award. Player of the season. Who yeah. you got? Uh, I've got Harry Kane. I'm so happy you've done this, because I've got Harry Kane as well. I, I was not buying... The Ruben Diaz player of the season narrative. When a player ends up with top scorer and top assists, 
it tends to mean that he's probably the best player in the division. Uh, Ruben Diaz has been ex- excellent. Don't take, I don't want to take anything away from him. He's obviously had an uh, important impact on, on the title-winning team, but Harry Kane's been the best footballer in the division this season. I disagree. Well, I know Diaz. you disagree. I know. I know you're Ruben Diaz, but I, 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 I just. I remember how City started, and you know, and we mentioned about their. Yeah. Their so John history. Stones is going to be player of the season, right? No. So he he made John Stones well, John the Stones, player. John, well, sorry, he coached him, did he, Ruben Diaz? <laughs> well, I don't see him being very good beforehand. <laughs> well, the thing was, is City was struggling with. Diaz in the team. It was John Stones that came in, and steadied that ship, and oh, went on the third. No, no, no. So we're going to give it to John Stones because, by your narrative, John Stones players. You just got your, your, your fraudiola glasses on here. That's, that's, that's the issue. <laughs> um, okay, well, no, fair enough. If you're in agreement, then the Potter Two Hearts Player of the Year is then is obviously Harry Kane. So, I will say I went on to who scored looked at the stats on this as well uh, Harry Kane was the highest rated player across the season uh, well, 7.79 the reason why I have a bugbear sorry to interrupt you is just because what did Tottenham do it's like, it's like but this player of the season it's player of the season this is an individual award dude yeah. it's not it's not based around everything else they did um, if Harry yeah, Kane was, was in this Man City team calculated. he would have twice the goals and probably more assists as well like if he'd had the fortune of being where Ruben Diaz was this season he well, would be a Premier League champion the fact that he did it at the fact that he did it at Spurs he was given a free rainbow Jose mate. just go off and go and free yeah, rainbow with, with one Jose. supporting character <laughs> exactly which, which is even more kind of like the fact that he basically played in the Jose Mourinho team and did this really cements how good he's been this um, season I do have a bit of a quiz for you though very quickly Ooh. Right, who has in a Premier League season the most goal involvements in all time Premier League history? Um, in a season, looking, where you add in goals plus assists, who has the most? Frank Lampard. No, I would have said Thierry Henry. Uh, right, so both Frank Lampard, Thierry Henry is on the list. He is third and uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's third and seventh. It's not Henry, and Lampard doesn't make it. So, is it Andy Cole? It's Andy Cole. In the uh, 93-94 season, he got 34 games from 34 goals from 40 games and 13 assists. Yeah, it's pretty like fucking mental. Games or it was. There, was like, there was more games, but exactly. it's still, it's he, still, played, it's he, he, he played 40 games. I mean, Kane played 35, which is pretty good. Um, I mean, Shearer is in there as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To be fair, maybe um, I'm doing an injustice to Harry Kane, considering he's got. It's definitely Harry Kane playing the season. There's no, there's no other, there's, there's no, uh, there's no other way around it, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. I'll be interested in this one then. So we're going young player. When we say young player, I'm assuming what under twenty three, four. Is that is that yeah. the cut off? It's, it's twenty four. I think is the cut off. It's a weird one, young player of the year, because I think people's ideas of what is young and what is young is sort of changed from where it probably was once upon a time. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I have two players for this because I'm going to assume that it's going to be one of them. And I imagine that Wood is going to push for one of them as well. And I'm probably going to get argued down if I try to pick the other guy. So uh, I had Foden in there and Mason Mount. And yeah, uh, I've got both those names down as well. Uh, it's tough. It is tough because I, I've watched a lot of Mason Mount and I think he's an exceptional player. But I do struggle to look beyond sort of the impact when I've watched Foden like when I watch City Foden stands out more than any other player in that team and that includes Kevin De Bruyne I don't want to detract from Kevin De Bruyne and the footballer it's just that when I watch City I'm like holy shit this Phil Foden kid is unreal um, 
which is why I'd err uh, towards Phil Foden for the award. I had uh, Foden down first, if that, yeah. if that counts. No, I, feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, look, I love Mason Mount, um, but do I, do I, Chelsea haven't had a great league season either, right? And, and I know we said it's an individual award, it shouldn't come into it, uh, but I do think that there's an element of this. I kind of look at Foden's impact in that City team in winning the title, I think he's kind of been... Um, this has been his we've, we've, we've been waiting, right? We've been this, waiting yeah. for this, and this is it, and we're seeing it. And he he is the player that if Gareth lets Foden cook at the Euros, you know, we we could go and do some this damage. Is, this is this is Wayne Rooney moments for it me. Is. Like this it could is. be a Wayne Rooney breakout tournament for for Foden. Unfortunately, he already plays for Man City, so we can't sign him afterwards. But never mind. Um, are we saying Foden? Is that yeah, the... Yeah, we'll go Foden. Yeah. And I was just saying, because recently they um, played Brighton, didn't they, as well? Did you see the goal he, he took? Like, the technique. Yeah. It's like a, the, the run and then the toe poke. He has... Um, the goal against Liverpool, I really enjoyed His that. body control is is incredible mm-hmm. to watch. Because he, he manages to put his body in such strange, contorted positions to be able to get the angle strike that he wants to get off it's it's mental because it, watching him he does that and I don't really see any other player doing that sort of thing he's, he's so fluid he's so enjoyable to watch and it's so frustrating that he's because he's at City he'll never leave Man City he'll be at Man City for like the next 10 to 15 years picking up trophies for fun like if, if I'm Danny Alves I'm like motherfucker this guy's going to break my record <laughs> <laughs> it's a good shot actually um Let's move on to manager. I'm assuming it's not Pep, and I'm assuming it's not Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got David Moyes. I kind of find it hard to look beyond the job that he's done at at West Ham. I know that everyone he tends to go to the league winning manager. I just don't quite buy that. I think that Pep's had the tools given to him to succeed. It's not a massive surprise at City won the league. It it can't be Klopp. It can't be Tuchel. I I. I'd have Ollie in the argument above Pep for what it's worth. I really would. But I'm not saying I'd have him as manager of the season. I think Manchester United would have been really good. I really do. And I think that there's also this kind of thing. He holds Manchester United back. Look, he's definitely progressed. And people wouldn't have had Manchester United necessarily the second best team in the country coming into the season, right? And they are. And I think they're clear in that position as well. I, I just kind of look at the job that... Moyes is done. That's the surprising one in the season. That's why I have him as mine. You can dream of Yeah, I had I had Moyes or Bielsa. Yeah, Bielsa's because, the uh, other one. It was the kind of coming to a new league, it, would it work and stuff like that. But I'm happy to go with Moyes because if you'd have said to me before the season that if we'd be finishing sixth, I'd have been like, ah. I'm pretty sure I had them going down. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so I, I, to be fair, I had Bielsa. Just because yeah, and I can, I can buy into Bielsa as well. Is, is, is something of beauty. Like when I watched um, Everton against them away, so at, when they were away at Goodison, like the the, the, the the passing patterns. We always talk about like a style of play, and it's just beautiful to watch. They don't have set positions, and the movement is just like you mentioned about Dallas. You know, like we, you just can't cope with it. You know, it's uh. just it's beautiful to watch, and I think. Once he's now found that balance as the seasons progress, largely uh, a championship squad as well. Yeah, because even the players. I mean, I did it. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to go with Bielsa here. Right, he was like my first. I wrote his name down first before Moyes. So yeah, I'm easy, bro. But if you, I mean, I can be swayed. I can be swayed to Bielsa quite happily. Like I, I don't think there's too much to pick between. Like, like I said, the reason I say Moyes is we, just because he took West Ham to six. Uh, old 
David Moyes over the. Over that's the, the other thing year. we have. We have caned him and destroyed him. Is he, would I rather watch West Ham or Leeds? It's no debate, right? I've already said Leeds are the best watch in the league. It's not even a debate, really. That element. And there is an argument to be said that Leeds have come into, although they did spend £100 million on players, so although it was a championship squad, it also did have some nice additions coming in. I, I, I would hear Bielsa. I would quite happily hear Bielsa as our manager of the season. Make the, make the decision, Lee. Good. No, no, that is, that is a decision. Potter two Haas, manager of the season, is Marco Bielsa. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, mate. Lee was never going to have David Moyes, mate. <laughs> Uh, In fact, I'm, I'm amazed I'm, that Mikey was I'm, even going to have I it. Mind David Moyes, it's Mikey that hates him. As long as it's not Big Sam, I, I would have no issue at all. Ronald Koeman. <laughs> Big Sam manager, could you imagine? <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway. Right, this next one, surprise, and well, the next two categories, actually. We've got surprise and disappointment. We'll go surprise first. Are we coming this at a, a player angle, a team angle, or is it just a... Whatever, mate. What was your biggest surprise of the season? Okay, well, would you tell me what your biggest surprise of the season? Um, I've got two things written down. One of them was West Ham, obviously. I've already said, I thought they were going to struggle this year. They did the complete opposite. They were legitimate top four candidates until the final weeks of the season. The other person, the thing I've got on here is uh, Patrick Bamford, because there is no way... Uh, I think people foresaw 17 league goals coming from Patrick Bamford based on his previous in the league. Um, so those are the two big surprises for me. Coming up with any- I had I had one surprise down, and it was Lingard's form at West Ham. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point as well. I, yeah, he's done yeah, that half the- a season though. Yeah, that, that, that is true. That is but true. still, who the fuck saw basically Jesse Lingard propelling West Ham the way that he did? Yeah. Because we've got um, Jesse Lingard and we've got West Ham, maybe, and we took away manager of the year in terms of David Moyes. Should we have West Ham? I, I think, to be honest with you, West Ham is the surprise of the season. Because yeah. um, I, I the, no well, as of a few weeks ago, we were sitting there thinking top four. Yeah, they were there. Like, genuinely. And, we, and, we, and it was. And it was we, we, we just had his predictor out and he was like, I've yeah. gone down. It could happen. The, the, it was, right, it was legit. Like, right this, could, this could actually happen. So I think West Ham for surprise of the year for sure. Okay, perfect. Disappointment then. We've got to you, Mike, first. Who's your disappointment? <laughs> um, the disappointment for me... <laughs> I've got a big one in my head. It's if tough. You see which, if I had a few... I, right, I had a few in my head. One of them was Arsenal, because I love sticking the boot into Arsenal. <laughs> one of them was Liverpool, because I love sticking the boot into Liverpool, because they were disappointed for large swabs of the season, or swabs of the season. Uh, one of them was Spurs, because fuck me, what happened there? But my, the biggest disappointment of the season for me is something a bit, maybe a little bit more taking a step back, and it is the whole ESL owners being complete and utter cunts gimmick. Um, that disappointed me immensely that uh, the owners of these clubs think thought they could get away with it, um, and that everyone would just go, oh, sounds like a great idea, go ahead. Like, that was disappointing. That disappointed me. Yeah, dude, my... my my reaction to football following all of that stuff, I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this game anymore. I feel like I'm done with it. I was really, really, really let down and disappointed and kind of depressed over it. Like, I don't get too emotionally invested in football too much these days. Not nowhere near as much as I was as a kid uh, or at uni and stuff like that. Like, if Man United lose, I'm a bit annoyed for 20 minutes, but then you just kind of go over it, right? It's not like in the old days where I'd get, it would ruin my weekend or what have you. Um, this this ESL thing, it really, really affected my mood for quite some time. Like, again, to the point where I was like, I'm done with this. 
Like I am, this is a fucking waste of my time because nothing about this I like. So that was, that's my disappointment of the season. It's a fair one. Um, I, I Jose Spurs. Try, yeah. yeah, I know. It really trumps mine. I, I, I Jose Spurs written down as one of mine um, because holy shit, did that go bad in a hurry. Um, but I've, I've got Chelsea's big ticket signings down as well. Um, you, you can... <laughs> You, you can kind of look at and go how important Timo Werner is to how Chelsea play and this, that and the other. I st- you still can't get away from the fact he was brought in to score goals. And his uh, profligate uh, or prof- profligacy in, in front of goal is just, it's a disaster. He has no, uh, any time the ball gets to him, like he's never scoring. He's never scoring. It's, 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 there's not, it's literally just prey when the ball gets I d- to him. I do have a sympathy for, for Werner. There's something about him, like, because he puts in the effort and he gets a yeah. hell of a lot of bad luck with offside. I don't know if that is He's very, very, because he's very earnest. Yeah. yeah. And I just can't help but feel a bit sorry for him. And then the I remember him scoring some bangers at Leipzig, though. Yeah. Like, I saw him put bright... up a highlight reel the other day and I was watching it going... This is the same fucking player. I can't believe that. Okay, maybe that player comes right. Maybe with a full off season. Maybe with the ability to actually settle in London as opposed to being in a, uh, a COVID world. Kai Havertz as well. Um, at moments I watch him and it's like, holy shit, this player is incredible. And then at other times I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I, I, that I still is think further ingrained in my head. Against Brighton, I want to say. I don't know if I made it up or not, but there was just a pass where it was just. We were watching, weren't we, Mike? Yeah. This must have been September time. Yeah, it was, it was our first game of the season, mate. He played right wing. Yeah. And another game. Mate, Zayek. Where's oh he my been? Oh, God, Zayek. Jesus Christ. Um, like, all of these players, I. You don't want to write them off too. Yeah, we uh, gave Thiago Silva the fucking defender of the year, or whoever it was. Thiago Silva's been good. <laughs> Thiago, Thiago Silva. Uh, and so, so, like. The signings haven't worked yet, right? It's the classic thing. I think um, Bruno Fernandes has now given an unfair expectation as to what signing should look like because he just happened to come in and light the league up immediately. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's an element of that. And we'll, we'll see with a proper off-season and what, not, what happens, right? Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt that as a personal thing, like the disappointment of these players coming in and us then being completely reliant on Mason Mount to do everything. Um, it's there, but like, I, I, it's hard to kind of look past the, the ESL situation and uh, how it's going. I mean, I think that um, I'm right in thinking that it's a 15 million pound fine um, and a pitiful and a, it's a suspended ban in the sense that if they do it again, then they will be basically ousted from the championship. Uh, for what it's worth, I think UEFA just started opening proceedings against Real, Barcelona and Juventus. So Because we'll they see won't how that let goes. it drop. Because they won't let it go. Mm, fair enough. For what it's worth... I what? think there's also a UEFA fine coming for those clubs as well. I don't know what the UEFA fine is though. Probably a few hundred grand. It would be pitiful. For what it's worth, my one was uh, Donny van der Beek. But... Um, yeah, I agree. Again, Mike, Mike. It's tough with Donny. Like Donny started more games in the League Cup than in the Premier League. I, I'm. That's, 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 it's, it's like there's almost elements of like class and just sabotage. Because, just because he's yeah. come from Ajax, and you kind of expect things. Um, and or Ajax, you know, again, and just, just, just not featuring, not even getting in the match day squad sometimes. And when when he, he was signed, squad, he's not even playing. He's not coming off the. When board. he was signed, I didn't understand the signing. I, I mm. saw a lot of United fans saying that they'd be able to play Pogba, Bruno, and um, 
van der Beek in a free and was like, that's just never going to happen. Like, is this, I, I, look, I, I, I've said it for the Chelsea players, I've said it for van der Beek. I, I just think that no settling time, just coming into a new country, no ability to kind of climatise because you're straight into a lockdown society um, and no pre-season. Like, van der Beek may well um, come really good and that £35 million may well look like a, a, a dream signing by the time we get to this point next year. I so, really I, don't like him. There's a you, think, you think that's the issue? You think I don't think Ollie likes him. No. But, um, it's interesting because there's a lot of attributes where I look at him and go, his best attributes is the Thomas Muller effect. Yes. Right? Uh, and that is the ability to find space where there is no space. And I kind of look at that, and when you've got players like Bruno Fernandes that's always willing to pull the trigger on playing that pass... That partnership seems to make a lot of fucking sense to me because it's going to have goals in it. Um, so, hey, let, let's see. If, if, if Ollie doesn't fancy him, it's a shame. It's a shame. But I also think Ollie has it in his head that he has to play with wingers. And then I think he does to an extent, though. And then they're yeah. really limited because then Bruno's going to play in. in but we don't have any wingers. Yeah, other than play, Dan James. He's going to play Greenwood, he's going to play Rashford out wide. I say out wide, yeah, inverted yeah. forwards, whatever. But no, as, as, but he's we, got as you said, it, it's the ESL. That's the, that is the biggest disappointment. You're completely right, Michael. Okay, goal of the season. I don't know if you watched Match of the Day. The viewers, sort of shock horror, had a Liverpool Mo Salah goal against, I want to say, West Ham. It was a good flowing move for what it's worth. But it, it yeah, isn't goal shock. of the season. It's because there's a lot of Liverpool fans out there. That's simply why. What's the goal of the season then? Well, this is you, you, this is for you to debate. I'll, I'll, go to, I'll go to Woods first, and then we'll go to Mike, and then I'll see if I... I watched through some of the the options, um, but the one that stood out to me when I went through it was Sebastian Halle's overhead kick against Palace, because I was just like, holy shit, I completely forgot that goal, and what a hit. Like, it was a proper, you know, net-ripping overhead kick. Yeah, give me some of that. I know people talk about the Lemaire Rabona, but I'm like, I can give a fuck about that. <laughs> Why? I just spurs. no, just it, it's just like I, I know kind of the technique and everything to do that, but like his one in the Europa League was better. That's why, you know what I mean? Like I've seen him do it better. The thing it, is with a Rabona, that's the thing you expect it to be in the end. The fact that he did put it in the air and he put it purposely on the ground, I thought was actually clever. Did go through a player's legs, right? Was it Thomas Partey's legs that it went through as yeah. well? Does it was against Arsenal, which does add some bonus points, but like. Halle's overhead kick was ridiculous. Didn't they lose the match though? They drew one all. And Lamella well, got sent off. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Mike, what, what's your one? Uh, well, I didn't see match today, unfortunately. So I'm literally plucking it from memory. And unfortunately, my memory is about three weeks old at the moment. So He's I'm going for Cavani's goal. Cavani, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you, know, do you know why? It's because he had fans. Mate. And the, the 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 yeah, well, like well, obviously you, you I didn't realize the fucking game was going. It was on at the time, and mate, that's I tell you, it's one thing about this lockdown thing. At the start, I was like excellent games all the time. I really miss just a regular pattern of Saturday fixtures. So, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. whether I, I miss that kind of formula, but um, yeah. Then I loaded the goal up, and the sound of it hitting the net, and the fans just fucking losing their brain. I, that, that for me gave me the most joy of the season when it comes to goals. I know it's my team, I'm very biased, but I like fans, basically. That's why. Yeah. I mean, obviously, what should have happened is the, the old VAR should have ruled it out and then you would have had the, 
the air being sucked out of the building sort of moment, which would have been, uh, which would have been a perfect, which would have perfectly summed VAR up, I think. Fans back yeah. in the stadium, you've got this kind of buzz around Old Trafford and Cavani does something fucking incredible. And everyone's like, oh, this is, this is wonderful. This is football. And then VAR goes and shits on it. That's VAR summed up perfectly. Nope. <laughs> you can't have nice things. Uh, but yeah, like I, I did love the Cavani goal. I really did. Um, I did love the fact as well they gave Bruno Fernandes United's goal of the season before kickoff, and then he went and did that. But um, yeah, I, I, look, I'm easy on either. I, I did enjoy the Cavani one. Um, it's why I. Said. I really care to be honest with you because uh, yeah. Well, my one was James Madison, and I don't really want the Cavani. It's City. Yeah, I think the James Madison one against City was beautiful. It was a good goal. That um, one. yeah, it's tough because I don't want to give the Cavani one purely just for personal reasons because that pretty much cost me the fantasy football league because it was the phantom assist where Fernandez got an assist uh, and he was captain for the my rival and essentially cost cost me the league because he shouldn't be given that assist wow oh my god you finished second yes so <gasps> what I said didn't I before like the room like completely oh room. my gosh so, yeah. Mate, I didn't realise that you finished second. Yeah. What happened? Well, I forgot. Ah, oh, four points. You lested it, mate. You were top all year. Yes. You were. like You were Literally hammering top it. Top from the very beginning. And then I forgot a crucial game week where Man United played three times. And oh, then God. There, and then there was the Fernandez fucking phantom assist. So I'm really reluctant to give it to Cavani. That's fine. That's but fine. It wasn't uh, I really can so yeah, well, we need we need one pod of two halves goal of the season. Give it to Haller. Haller, this is your last chance to probably say his name again because you know he's, he's not going to be there. So yeah, we'll go Haller. Excellent. Right, one hour yeah. forty in, we've got team of the season. Goalkeeper, easy, right. yeah. Martinez, yeah, I mean Martinez, yeah. And what are we are we playing a particular formation? Uh, four, three, four three three three. Perfect. Right, I'm going to run through this quickly, yeah. Yeah, go and on. I'll nod. All right. <laughs> Shaw? Yes. Maguire? Maguire and Fofana were the ones that I was struggling with. Yeah, um, I'm with you but, on that one. But yeah. I, I've gone for Maguire because A, we finished second. Yes, and that B, the, the, we, we, the B, without him, we looked dreadful. Yes, that kind of... It did, it, absence really did kind of uh, highlight how important to that yeah. team he is, yeah. Uh, I've gone Diaz. Yeah. And then, tricky one, I went Cancelo. I've got Cancelo, yeah. I, I, I couldn't have a a team without Cancelo being in at fullback. Uh, then in the midfield, mm-hmm. I went, uh, I, 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 fuck whatever Jamie Redknapp says, by the way. All right, fuck Jamie Redknapp. He said uh, that he that Bruno Fernandes doesn't get in the team of the year because all he does is score penalties. <laughs> oh, he, I, I don't, you, you've probably not seen this, mate, but he's become that guy in the studio. Like, he's been proper, like, lad bantery with... Um, Mika Richards and it's insufferable because Mika, Mika's young enough to be and, and he's also got a personality to do it. it's so kind of uncomfortable watching Jamie be that well Jamie's got a, a new programme with his dad and he tries to do that which I watched last night and it, again it is not very easy on the eye it is insufferable because <laughs> he's got that young look about him but you're not young anymore mate yeah, Mika's like Jamie... a lot younger and a lot cooler and a lot funnier yeah, yeah. He, he's gone into kind of like the whumming Mm. All that sort of stuff, and I'm like, I just the last thing I saw of Redknapp was when he lost his shit with uh, Roy Keane. <laughs> what, really... what about Regulon? What about <laughs> Regulon? What about fucking Regulon? That's why um, I would say, shove Roy Regulon up your bollocks. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so I've, I've got Bruno because yeah. yeah, like a course yeah. Bruno Fernandes is in this team. Um, then I've got uh, Gundogan. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough to not have him in. Yeah, yeah. Man City's top goal scorer at the end of the day, and he really did yeah. carry the load for quite some time. Um, this next one is difficult. Have you got because... a pivot? So I'm assuming these are playing obviously more advanced roles. No, I've just got three basically flat essentially. Okay, we'll, sh- we'll shelf Gundogan at the base if we need to. Yeah, um, he can do it. This next one's difficult because my natural reaction is to put De Bruyne in there, but I'm not sure how good of a season he's had. Against his usual standards, it's difficult. Isn't it? This is it. So my other selection would be um, Mount, if I'm honest yeah. with you. I had Mount slash De Bruyne. I wasn't too sure I with can't it. I believe you haven't I- got Declan Rice. Declan Rice. Right, was... You go and find me. You go and find me a West Ham review summary this season where they mention his name once. Because I've read about fifth. I read about four or five today. Not once did they mention Declan Rice in any of them. I watch him myself, mate, with my own eyes. The, the... Ninety minutes I, every I like week. Him. Yes, I, I like I like Declan <laughs> Rice, but I, I like that. Like Declan Rice is fine, but like, yeah, I'm, I think who, who would you take? Oh, you you'd take season. Mount out, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, but that's because you you just hate Mason Mount but for then, no reason. No, I tell you what, no. If anything, I'd argue maybe Mason Mount over Gundogan. Interesting. Gundogan had a you, spell. you think Gundogan was a purple patch? Yeah, he had a spell, didn't he? And it was such an important spell, position. though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough. Um, I, I get you because I, I I have Rice slash Gundogan and I've got Mount slash Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, De Bruyne was absent for quite a moment. I felt this season. Um, it, De Bruyne only played 23 games which you would then kind of go he's probably not enough games I know that's ridiculous to say because because I, I think I've got Grealish in my team but and it, I don't know how many games Grealish ended up playing because he was out for 24 quite a, yeah uh, so, yeah, so t- t- 24 is the cut off if you've played less than 24 <laughs> games <laughs> just ask Arsenal fans right 24 games is the minimum amount of games that stuff you can look at right but um, I, 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 I look I think that Mount, Bruno, Gundogan makes sense. Fair Works enough. for me. Um, and then up front, um, I have Harry Kane. Yes. Of course. I have Jack Grealish. Yes. On the left. I haven't got a right winger. Holy shit. My, my honourable mention is Mares. Mate, we're the exact same. I literally... Look, there's a space. Right, there's a blank space. I, I was like, who the fuck's played right wing this season? And Maris is the one that comes up on um, the who scored. He's he's been the one. It seems that maybe he's gone a bit under the radar for City in many mm. ways. Um, I think City fans. I've seen a lot of City fans online speak really highly of of Riyad Maris this season. And maybe I've just not been able to appreciate. I was going to basically put Foden in there uh, because I can't have a team of the season without him. Um, and just basically Grealish and Foden behind Kane that was where I was edging towards ah the Christmas tree I like it the yeah. thing is with Foden as well he's been interchangeable in the wings yeah um, and also he was our young player of the year deservedly so um, and I just who would you who would you have in Uh I'm probably the same you know I'm racking my brains I've got Hammers in my head who obviously isn't going to be featuring so um, no and it's definitely not Alex Iwobi <laughs> I know you could. There's arguments to be made for. Um, I know Son usually plays off the left, but Son obviously had a good numbers. But I do think that he tapered off really significantly in terms of his Pepe points. Yeah, but Matt, but, but well. Pepe, Pepe has had a good no, number season. Pepe, Pepe had, had, has had a Maluda season, right? Where when you watch him play, 
You watch him play for 90 minutes and you go, this guy's fucking dreadful. And then he might get two goals against some no-mark team. No, 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 no. And it, his numbers are good <laughs> at the end of the year. That's not a description of the Maluda, though. Maluda is the, the last goal of a 5-0 win. And Arsenal definitely had True, to be in five goals. Yeah. All right, then. Basically, I would suggest that maybe he's the Kalu then. Because <laughs> okay. he did the same kind of thing. Like, look, I, you could, but the thing is, if you're going to say Son, you might as well say Mane. Because Mane's had a dreadful season, right? Yeah, like Mo Salah's the obvious answer. Yeah, eleven goals, seven assists, still not terrible. Yeah, for Man. Yeah, no, no, do you know, no, do you know no, what I mean? No, so it's, it's difficult in that sense. Um, I, I, I would be, I would, prefer, I would prefer with Grealish, Kane, and Foden. Yeah, yeah. Christmas so tree. No arguments. Yeah. I've got a lot of English players in there, which is, which is. Is quite there any nice. Liverpool players in there? No, but I don't think no. there should be. They've been. Um, I should also stress my other disappointment of the season was Thiago. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know what? As the season went on, he somewhat got forgotten how bad his performances had been um, in many ways. I don't know if, if you found that. I just it sort of got lost. It, it was never really spoken uh, kind of, uh, even in the pundits to many ways. I think it kind of was spoken about at the start when it was, wasn't going well and it was sort of accepted that it's just not going well. He did have a period of injury as well didn't he in there it'll be interesting well. to yeah it'll be interesting to see because they've lost to an Aldrum he's gone to, to Barcelona Barcelona basically been hoovering up free agents because they can't buy anyone um, so they're going to stick them on massive contracts though where they're yeah. like over shitloads of money to them yeah I mean if you turn up to Barcelona and uh, you kind of like your Sergio Aguero you go how much is Griezmann on and they go uh, £750,000 a week it's like I'd like three years of that please <laughs> Um, yeah it'll be interesting to see if Klopp it's going to be a test for Klopp right it is going to be a test for Klopp because he's, he, you've got this £35 million midfielder he's going to turn 30 soon he was seen as kind of like um, a piece that takes Liverpool to the next level it hasn't happened yet um, you can, again you can certainly give an element of pardon because of the lack of pre-season the lack of this lack of that he's going to have to make this work otherwise it is another central midfielder that they bought a big money that's not paid any dividends for him why don't they just play him and Naby Keita in midfield and then just kind of go, look at how good we are. Um, is that the show? That is the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, That's the part of two-half season review? Yeah. That is the season review. I think the next time that we'll talk will be sort of a preview into the European Championships. Have you got it scheduled in for some European Championship pods? I think, I think we'd, yeah, we'd like to talk about the football as it's going on. Oh, FYI, um, um, unfortunately, my, my Croatia tickets didn't get through so I won't be watching England Croatia I did not make the ballot that's disappointing it is disappointing okay thanks <laughs> but yeah I, I, sorry yeah. I, I think that like we'll, we'll probably have um, our, our preview show um, as best we can about international when football when does it start as, give me a date I'm Someone pretty Google sure it's it. mid mid June so the teams have to be announced by the 1st of June that's right yeah We've got the provisional Which first is. three matches. The first, the, it goes from June the 11th to July the 11th. Okay. So, yeah. Have you seen France's time. fucking front line, though? Uh, if France don't win this tournament, it's, um, it's an absolute tragedy. They've got their ball in Benzema, haven't they? Benzema's yeah. back in, mate. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's a fucking joke, that team. Fuck. Yeah. If we had and and if we had like a quarter of their defence, 
because they got yeah. so, all their defenders are brilliant. That's the yeah. issue. It's like, all oh, right, we, can I mean, we have some. So much so that they basically waved Laporte off to Spain. Yeah, just, yeah, just bye. We don't need you, bro. See you later. Who, who in turn basically ended the international career in many ways as Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I can't help but feel that Luis Enrique, although has I bet he has he got links to Real Madrid at some point in his career. I'm not too sure. I might be getting that mixed up with someone, but I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, but obviously, very strong links with Barcelona has completely shithoused Real Madrid by taking no Real Madrid players, which ultimately, when you look at it, is actually punishment for what happened three years ago, which is when, on the eve of the tournament, Real Madrid fucking hampered and ruined Spain's op- uh, uh, basically potential going into the, the competition by stealing their manager. Uh, their manager then got the sack on the eve of the tournament. They shoved in Fernando Hierro, who's immediately out of his depth. So kind of like, I guess, what goes around and then they also sacked that manager like you know midway into the season as well was it L- L- yeah Lopetegui weren't up to it yeah. Yeah. Lopetegui I never must admit, felt like Real I'm, I'm really looking forward to experiencing like the atmosphere because oh, yeah. like dude when when Atletico won the, when Atletico won the, won the title man fuck me mental mental what man happens? I've been watching the news it just fucking just noise, mate. Fucking noise. As far as the ear can hear, there's just noise everywhere. Basically, um, obviously, it was quite a dramatic last day as well. Um, in terms of they went behind, yeah. like within ten minutes, and it was like, oh no, Real Madrid are now going to do it, and it was all like, a bit fucking hairy. But yeah, like yeah, just the, the the scenes of joy from fucking Atleti fans was something to behold on the streets, and as I said, fucking the noise you just hear, and obviously watching the news, it was just fucking crazy. Like lockdown, who like. Pandemic, yeah. what? Like, yeah, yeah it's, it happens, right? Um, Two thousand nine lockdowns. I don't know why I said that. There was, um, there was. It seems like quite a lot of clubs. Um, Inter first championship in, an, did they say eleven years? Was it? Um, well, since Jose, up, since Jose, yeah, since Jose won it, I think with them when they won the treble. Uh, Lille for the first time in seven I, I, years. I'm going to guess if we had winners and chumps this week, you'd have Pochettino as your chump, yeah. No, I've got winners and chumps, mate. I've actually written it down. Uh, my, my winners are um, the elite clubs uh, because after all we've been through this season, um, the top four ended with Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool and Chelsea playing Champions League football next year. Um, so ultimately they were the winners. The losers were Leicester. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I just thought you would have had a you know, chance to have a good dig at, uh, at Potts. You know, look, you can, you can, you can, you can take the manager out of Tottenham, but you cannot take the Tottenham out of the manager. That's what we've learned. Fair enough. I didn't have any winners. And on that note, yeah, on that note, because yeah. it's twenty-five past yes. eleven where I am. We're not, we're not available. We're not around next week. We're going to have a week's break, but then we'll uh, come back the week after for our. Euro 2020 slash 21 preview, yeah? Yeah, because I, I don't want to talk about the Champions League. I might want to talk about it, but I don't think I'm going to want to talk about it. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Perfect. Okay, on that note then, let's start saying our goodbyes. Well, of course, you can just give us a subscribe, drop us a like. Would would always be tweeting away on the Pod of Two Halves Twitter account. Very good tweets I've seen recently, Woods. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Gracias. Mate, we, I, I Googled us the other day. On, uh, on 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 Google as it were, as it would happen, we're on all kinds of things now. We're on Podchaser. I don't even know what that is. Oh, we've got new, we're on, new uh, things to say. Are we Podchaser. Yeah, we're on, we're on Audible. I don't know how we got on there. Uh, we're on. Um, oh, there was another one I found as well. Where the, where was it? It's not it's not a platform I'm going to endorse. Podchaser, I am going to endorse. Mate, Podchaser. Listen notes. 
Pod Bay. Pod Bay, yeah, yeah it sounds great. It sounds like from the North Yeah, mate. Player. Player.fm. Podtail. Yeah, Podtail. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on these, these places, to be honest with you. Um, UKpodcast.co.uk. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do any of these. I don't know how we got on there, but yeah, fine. We're on them. So there you go. We're, we're so out a bit Peter Gabriel. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, Arrivederci. Oh no, that's my line. From me, Arrivederci. And from me, Arrivederci. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.